Walking in power, I'm walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. 
I know who I am. This is a beautiful song. Start from the beginning. We are a chosen generation called forth to show his excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What he says I am, where he says I am. Beautiful way to start your morning, 11th day of January, 2024. This is your favorite video show in the mornings, 97.3 CDFM with me, Bernard. Starting the show with business sense. The question is, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Don't allow anybody to talk down on you. Don't allow people to redefine you by your race, your class, your age. You must be sure of who you are in God. Oh, yes. That certainty and that guarantee, that assurance of your potential, of your gifting, of your assignment, of the purpose that God has for you is the greatest anchor a man will get in the days of storm. Oh, yes. And this is true of people. This is true of companies. This is true of countries. In fact, it's even true of football teams, right? Know your identity so you can play according to pattern. Because in adversity, it's what you are that stands out. If you are not really sure what you are, you can change based on circumstance. Or you meet people and you redefine yourself. Don't deny who you are in the face of adversity. Stay true to your values. Stay true to your convictions. Stay true to your assignment. Stay true to the mission. That's what great people do. That's what great companies do. That's what great students do. That's what great countries do. Business is brought to us by ADP. They know who they are. They are truly a Greek and more. You enjoy a longer term of up to six years with our loans. We have a variety of personal loans, including loan top-ups at highly reduced interest rates. Call 0302-210-210. ADB, truly a Greek and more. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. <laughs> For once in my life It's gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right As I turn up the collar on My favorite winter coat This wind is blowing my mind I see the kids in the street But not enough to eat Who am I? City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, lies above the noise.
634, welcoming you to the Thursday edition. News by View brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Get a loan of up to 450,000 CDs from us and get rewarded. Switch your existing salaried loan to us or get a new personal loan and enjoy the lowest fixed interest rate, a two-month repayment holiday in January and guaranteed fixed monthly repayments and installments. Call 0800-003355 or walk into any of our branches and let's help you achieve that dream. And the wait is over. It's the clash of the titans. The Total Energies CAF Africa Cup of Nations Cote d'Ivoire 2023 is here. As part of this year's competition, all Total Energy service stations will get into the 100% football mode. So drive to selected service stations and kickstart the year with lots of amazing giveaways. This is our way of supporting our gallant black stars. So starting Sunday 14 January... When you buy fuel or lubricants from selected total service stations on Ghana match days, instantly win amazing branded souvenirs. Let's celebrate the passion of football together and win lots of gifts during the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations tournament. Remember, promo is valid while stocks last visit our social media pages. Welcome back, Godfred Akotoboa. For good morning. Good morning, you, l- you look very American. I don't, I don't think I can hear you. Good morning. You haven't changed your accent. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> your, 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 your accent, you haven't changed your accent. Your accent, Mr. No, you are in the USA. <laughs> you know? How are you? I am well. They say Biden is removing people from Agua. <laughs> Biden is. People are scrambling to replace Trump in the Republican uh, Party. Uh, uh, American politics is in a state of anomaly. I'm telling you. We <laughs> thought really? Ghana, Ghana has issues. America has more issues. The, the, if I, I, I look at the mm. caliber of candidates they have to choose. Charlie? <laughs> Yesterday there was some debate. Between the Sanctus and uh, I think Haley. Haley. And the oh, whole Jesus. thing is like Charlie, low energy and Charlie. And they just insulting each other. Oh, amazing, no, 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 it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, anyway, I remember something though. As I was reading the Total LPM, mm-hmm. do you remember your first Afcon? Yes. As in the first one I covered or the first one I watched? The first one you understood as a young person. You see, the first Afcon I watched. 92. Yes, I was in 1990, but that one was Nigeria versus Algeria yeah, final. 92. I didn't know what it was, yeah. but 92. Yes, 92, I understood those. I remember it was Fachi. He says, This is the Africa Cup of Nations, and the match is coming to you live from Ziginshaw. Yeah. And Ziginshaw was the second city of Senegal. Senegal yes. And I remember the Black Stars of 92. Yes. I remember Abedipilis. Yellow card, two it's yellow cards. Yellow card. Egyptian referee gives them that yellow card. He's missing the final. <laughs> I watched our final live against Cote d'Ivoire on a color television. Yes, at the time I remember. And there was a guy called Joel Tiehi. Yes. And then there had this goalkeeper who was just stopping Lengo every Lengo, shot. Yeah. I I will never forget. Yes. You know, so to take the tournament back to Cote d'Ivoire takes me back to back 92. To those days. Yes. You oh, know, but I wish I were in a much better mood than you. I lost with uh, the ECG people. Oh, your light has been off, eh? Alaski, they should stop with it. Oh, you came back from Amoka and you are into you, you are into do so. <laughs> no, we had been experiencing that they've been doing. You know, we discussed this extensively oh, yes, last yes, day. They've yes, been doing it yes. in bits and pieces, and we're yes, warning them yes. that they should just let us know what's up. They took it off at seven thirty and they put it on at nine pm. They should not. They should. No, there's gas issues. There's all kinds of things. Money is money thing. Yes. They should come and tell us what is going oh, on. So you had doom so yesterday. Half the country had doom so yesterday. If I'm not mistaken, half the country. If I'm not mistaken, half the country had doom so yesterday. I had mine two days ago. So yesterday I was. The free. same way, Mr. Mahama went good. I mean, the ECG director. Yes. When things are good, he comes to sit here. Giddy, 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 giddy. Hey, we have done this. No, I we have collected giddy, revenue. Giddy, yesterday. Giddy, giddy, giddy. Yesterday we were trying to reach him. Fred called him. <laughs> I called him. 
Uh, I couldn't get him. I when, when he raises money, he can talk. I, I'm, I've been calling him. Mr. Amam, you're doing light. No, come and talk. Someone do big Muhammad. Come and talk. But is it an ECG issue or is it a... Which is because me, who's, whose issue? If there is no power, uh-huh. it could be a generation issue. It could, so it could be a could. transmission. No, generation is VR or... Um, Ghana gas, gas. or ah. Asogli or Tipco or Tapco or Topco or whatever they are called, then it could also be a transmission issue that's Greco uh-huh. or a distribution issue. So, what we don't we need to unravel we the mystery, it is Mr. Mahama. The mystery, <laughs> there's, no, the there's no mystery, there's no mystery. The, the only thing that we, it is very clear we don't have light, <laughs> but, but no, what I'm saying is no, the ECG take instructions from somewhere. Uh-huh. So ECG distribute power generator. All the, okay, all the, everybody in the chain. That's the question. Come and explain. Yeah. That's the, so we start from the energy minister. Mm-hmm. Then you come everybody to the VR. The then you come to the grid code. Then you come to ECG. Uh-huh. Anyway, like, if you ask me, yeah. I suspect it's a money thing. It's a money. Yeah. Follow the money. <laughs> the money. Yeah, there's a lot of money running around the front pages this morning. Okay. But on the front page of the Daily Graphic, mm. Ghana card and payroll. Okay. Government payroll. Ghana card linked initiative to eradicate ghost names. Yoko retrieves 214 million Ghana cities uh, in proceeds uh, from crime. Inflation ends 2023 downwards. Industries urge to conform to modern trends that's coming from the New Year school. And the education minister says no change in BC subjects. Mm. All right. The Chronicle also has Baumia. It says Baumia chases ghosts on government payroll. But the Chronicle's biggest story on its front page says gender balance. Fida Kajos Baumia Mahama to nominate women as running mates. Mm. Owners take over free zones lands at Ejiso and in Kretiahene swears oath of allegiance to Kweuman Hini. Front page of the Daily Guide, uh, the payroll story is here. Nana hopeful of economic rebound. Uh, NDC fights EC over voter ink. And there's a photo of Kofi Fusun Kansan. The story says OSPRS NEIP boss. Oh, Opoku Ai boy. Okay. The BNFT says GSE delivers 20. 20th positive year mm-hmm. outpaces inflation with 28% return. Mm-hmm. Consumer inflation ends 2023 at 23.2%. Thousands of tertiary students feature in limbo as over 30 private schools operate with expired accreditation. And uh, Controller General sets March deadline for Ghana card compliance. Okay. Online? Well, quite a number of stories. Sorry, quite a number of stories on our website. Let me just start from citynewsroom.com. And the first one is Kofin Kansa was arrested for allegedly funding campaign with NEIP cash. So OSP is sending more information on this arrest. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Anime Dwentry has denied that he was behind the, the choking based on basically what he said. He says, I was not because the Constituency Secretary for Asantiakim Central has accused the current MP, Anime Dwentry, of orchestrating Ofosun Kansan's arrest. But uh, Anime Dwentry says, I did not report any IPCO to OSP. Meanwhile, IES says, recent power outages may persist. So, bad news for you. Uh, Education Minister says, randomization of WASI questions to begin soon to check cheating. Government silence from doing so is deafening. Amma Kofibua says so. And then 326 cleared to contest MPP primaries on January 27. Meanwhile, you, look at this. You tag and two tag walk out of meeting with fair wages and salaries commission. Mm. So that's the story there. Now, my John line is leading with the earlier we jail sellers and buyers of votes, the better. This is Kojo Pumpuni Asante. Also, somebody wants to destroy my political career. COP Alex Mensa. 
Energy Express says timing of VAT introduction on electricity wrong. That story is quite a big one. And then leave our IGF alone. Ghana School of Law Director to Government. And if you go to Star FM, the lead story, lack of KG classrooms affecting early childhood education in Isikaso. Other stories are investments in digitization are yielding results. This is Baumia. And then draft report in circulation, not my committee's report, Atachia on the IGP leak tape. They also have the MPP primaries, OSB accused of political interference after arresting Kofi Fusun Kansa over competitors' claims. If you go to uh, Class FM, they are leading with Nigeria's suspension of their poverty minister over the public money. Local stories, government is shedding 500 megawatt load in silent Dumso. Boa demands Greco timetable. Other stories. Ministry of Finance to Ghanaians. You are paying VAT on electricity starting this January. So that story is really troubling indeed. And of course, internationally, we read a story about the yeah. U.S. elections. Start, start from the power stories, Alison. <laughs> okay, so Amakofi Boa is saying that government silence on Doomsaw is deafening. This is a story by Leticia Osei on citynewsroom.com. Deputy Minority Leader. Emmanuel Makufibua, a former energy minister, hmm. has strongly criticized the government in the wake of recent power outages, describing its apparent silence on the matter as deafening. Now, some areas in Accra on Tuesday, January 9, experienced intermittent power supply, while others, areas have, while others have been experiencing a similar fate for months. Reacting to the disturbing occurrence, the MP for Lembele expressed his pleasure at the government's failure to give Ghanaians an explanation. Now, I'll give you the Class FM angle where they are saying that government is shedding. 500 megawatts and they are attributing this to the self-same Amakofi Bua and the story says that Ghana is currently grappling with a severe case of load shedding commonly known as Dumso Deputy Minority Leader Amabua said now the situation the former energy minister said is clearly evident with 500 megawatts of load shedding as uh, load being shed as, as of tonight January 9, 2024 the MP observed that numerous areas have been plunged into darkness due to the unavailability of gas to fuel thermal plants within the thermal enclave, which can be attributed to financial constraints, as Nathan said. Specifically, Mr. Bua mentioned the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation is currently, or GMPC, is currently unable to fulfill its payment obligations to the West Africa Gas Pipeline, which is responsible for transporting gas from Takwadi to Tema for power generation. You can also track the ultimate problem to the weakest link in the value chain. ECG's inability to pay off takers, he explained. Compounding the problem, he said, is the absence of a low shedding timetable which hampers households and businesses. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Finance, I'm still on that website, oh. is asking Ghanaians to pay VAT on electricity starting this month. Oh. The ECG and Netco have been requested by Ministry of Finance to liaise with the GRA to, quote, ensure that the implementation of VAT for residential consumers of electricity above the maximum consumption level specified for block charges for lifeline units takes effect on January 1 this year. This is in line with Section 35 and 37 of the First Schedule Act 870, a statement from the Ministry of Finance said December 12 last year. By a copy of this letter, GRA is requested to ensure that it liaises with ECG and Netco for the transfer of the revenues collected for the implementation of VAT on the subject matter of its domestic VAT collections. And then, of course, we know the power supply situation in the country as well. Okay. So those are the two big stories from the power sector. Okay. All right. Then let me take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic where 
according to a report by Chris Nunu, government payroll Ghana card linked mm. a fully automated system of government payroll integrated with the national identification database has been launched in Accra. The linked database is to make the use of the Ghana card mandatory for validating newly recruited employees, the verification of exist the re-verification of existing employees, as well as pensioners on the government's mechanized payroll mm. system. Uh, the linked national payroll and Ghana card database will now replace the existing payroll control protocol in fulfillment of section 90 subsection 2 of the mm. public financial management regulations 2019. This was launched by the vice president. Daily Guide has the story of the Kofi Fosun cancer. City News has the yes. latest update on that. Okay, so I'll give you the... Yeah, the because the original story... The yes, the original story claimed it was alleged for... He was arrested for alleged money distribution. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Prince Fifi York writes that the office of the special was arrested the CEO of the National Leadership and Innovation Program, Kofi Fosun Cancer, for allegedly disbursing state funds to delegates ahead of the NPP parliamentary primaries. Um, the Kofi Fosun Cancer, who's an aspirant for the Asante Akim Central constituency, was said to have shared thousands of CDs in addition to bags of rice and other consumables with party delegates as Christmas gifts intended to persuade them to vote for him during the party's parliamentary elections. Mamima City News understands that the OSP's investigation of Kofi Fosun cancer is for allegedly using his outfit funds to finance his personal political campaign. Mm-hmm. So this is the new thing the OSP source is telling us. And we know that Kofi has been trying to be parliamentary candidate for MPP in, at least for the past four years. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the incumbent is... Um, the chairman of the Constitution, uh, Constitutional Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee, uh, Mr. Kwame Ahimedu Entry, who is denying that he reported uh, Kofi to the OSP because the Asante Akim Central Constituency uh, Secretary is alleging that this whole thing began because Kwame Ahimedu Entry reported Kofi Ofosun cancer. Okay. But Mr. Ofosu, uh, Ahimedu Entry is denying this. So it's just a whole back and forth. But okay. I've mentioned this to you before, you know, the Electoral Commission of Ghana, mm-hmm. if it does not find a way to deal mm-hmm. with party mm-hmm. financing in this country, it will be the end of our democracy. It's true. It's you true. see, the EC is very heavily focused on elections. elections. Yeah. Cast the ballot. Ink this. But I think this is its biggest task. If mm-hmm. it does not deal with this matter, along with the political parties, we will not go far with the democracy. But talk about elections. The International Federation of Women Lawyers, FIDA, is appealing to the two major political parties, NPP and DC, to consider the nomination of women as running mates for this year's presidential and parliamentary elections. Now, mm. the women lawyers equally want the parties to ensure that more women are elected to represent them in parliament. Now, they put out a statement yesterday, and they said they, uh, they had been uh, compelling reasons why women needed to be involved in governance structures mm-hmm. and in Ghana's politics and they didn't give us any names. Well, they just wanted women. They just wanted women. They go on to say that the minor parties, PPP and CPP, they've done far better than the major parties. And they um, cited the NDC's choice of Professor Jainan Opokwajiman from the last election as a good thing. But mm-hmm. they want more women to be involved. Let me give you two labor stories quickly. UTAG, UTAG walk out of meeting with Fairways and Salaries Commission. City Newsroom is reporting that the University Teachers Association of Ghana, UTAG, and the Technical University Teachers of Ghana, TUTAG, on Wednesday walked out of a meeting with the Fairways and Salaries Commission. The associations cited our commission's bad faith, contempt, and lackadaisical attitude towards the discussions of the very important aspects of their conditions of service as the reasons for the walkout. They stressed that they would no longer 
countenance the gross disrespect and lack of commitment towards the quest for improvement in conditions of service. So that's number one. Number two, Rotational Nurses and Midwives Association threatens strike of allowances. Also on citynewsroom.com, leaders of the group have announced their intention to embark on a strike if the government fails to pay their allowances. According to them, the government's silence on payment of the allowances is a cause of concern. President Jasper Jacko expressed disappointment in the government's failure to pay them. All right. I have some news for you from uh, the uh, Ghana Statistical Service. Inflation on, down? Yes, on page 9 of the Daily Guide. The year-on-year inflation for December 2023 dropped significantly to 23% from 26% recorded in November last year. Mm-hmm. The Consumer Price Index released by the Ghana Statistical Service yesterday, which made this known indicator that food inflation stood at 28% as non-food inflation recorded. 18%. All right. Well, pitch, uh, yeah, okay. one, yeah. All right. Page three of the BNFT talks about the Ghana Stock Exchange and it says uh, the entity closed 2023 with its 20th positive return mm. in its 33 year history as the GSE Composite Index returned 28.08% to investors mm. for the period, with analysts saying it consistently points to the asset. Classes viability versus alternatives. Mm-hmm. Now, this saw the market capitalization rise beyond the 70 billion CD mark for the first time to 73.89 billion CDs, a 14.55% growth over the previous year. Kumasi Central Market Project MPP government has appointed us. Aggrieved traders say this. Hafiz Tijan is reporting that traders at the race course market are calling for the completion of phase two of the Kumasi Central Market Project. They've expressed their disappointment over government's failure to meet the project deadlines. The combined Commerce Central Market Traders Union, comprising traders from various groups, expressed concern over the challenges impeding trading activities at the race course market. They say they will seek the intervention of Osantini himself to spearhead a fundraising campaign to help complete the stalled project. And they were clad in red, um, red bands, threatening to vote out the ruling MPP for what they said was the government's continuous neglect of the development of the Ashanti region and Emilia Kofi Asari. Secretary of the Combined Commerce Central Market Traders Union told the journalists, We came. The first time about a year ago with an appeal. This time we are not appealing. We are demanding that it be done for us. It's our right and we demand it. This is what she said. And I'll take you to Tamale now to the back of page of the Daily Graphic where after 10 days mm. of intensive cooking, I tell you, serving patrons <laughs> with sumptuous meals, Faila to Abdul Razak mm. finally ended the fascinating Guinness World Record attempt for the longest cooking marathon yesterday. With a staggering 227 hours under her belt, she has surpassed the current record held by Irish chef Alan Fisher, which is in 119 hours. Well, she has not yet surpassed. She has attempted. The so Irish record is know? official. Yes. So, 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 she has so the evidence is being... So the, the uh, Guinness World Records has to certify the results. So until then, what she has done is an attempt. So the official record is still uh, Alan Fisher's record. But amazing, amazing work um, on that. And um, a really, really So 10 report. hours... 10, no, days. Ten, days. Ten, sorry, 20, ten days. Sorry, 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. 10 hours. 10 day cookathon. Yes. Exempt us from paying emission levy Okada riders to government. This is also on citynews.com. The Okada Riders Association of Ghana is asking government to exempt it from the payment of the emissions levy. Now, if the bill is approved, it will impose an annual charge of 100 cities on all owners of petrol and diesel cars starting this month. Uh, Association in a statement issued on Wednesday said the implementation of the bill would overburden their already stretched finances. I'm going, let me tell you about AFCON. The Black Stars have landed in Abidjan in style. Mm. Yes. uh, (laughs) On page 46 of the Daily Graph, Uganda's Black Stars arrived in Abidjan yesterday Mm. ahead of the highly anticipated African Cup of Nations tournament, which begins on Saturday in 
Côte d'Ivoire, led by the GFA president, Kets Aymon Okroku. The team arrived via Côte d'Ivoire uh, with players and the head coach. They were looking really good in the Akinte. Mm. We've gone checking at the Pullman Hotel. And the president mm. is also speaking. It should end our 40-year yes, drought. He's charged the Black Stars to end Afghan title drought. Mm. tired. A <laughs> couple of international stories. So, US has banned a number of countries from Agoa or removed mm-hmm. them from Agoa. So, this is like the Africa Growth and Opportunities Act, which gives quota free market free access yeah. to countries for some products. Now, UN was the venue of Uganda has reassured Ugandans that all is well after US President Joe Biden suspended the country from the $10.5 million trade deal. Biden removed Uganda, Central African Republic, Gabon, and Niger from Agoa, saying they did not meet the requirements to be part of the export deal. But Museveni says, you are wasting your time, Mr. Biden. That's what he's telling Mr. Okay. You know, and then let me take you M7. to Mozambique and what uh-huh. misinformation can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least three community leaders in Mozambique have been killed. Oh. And around 50 houses set on fire following a wave of misinformation about a cholera outbreak, ah. the authorities have said. Officials said most of the attacks had been led by the Naparamas, a militia group that has taken up arms against jihadists in the northern Cabo Delgado province. This week, a protest accusing authorities of spreading cholera through medicine resulted in the destruction of more than a dozen houses. And Liberia's former chief justice has also been sentenced to life in prison for murder. That's Gloria Maya Musu Scott. Mm. Uh, yes. Final story from GNA. 2023 was the warmest year on record, mm-hmm. according to an EU report. So, country hot, the song they sang, mm-hmm. it's true. Like 2023 has been recognized as the warmest year since 1850. Mm-hmm. Hey! As per a report released on Tuesday by the Copernicus, Copernicus Climate Change Service, C3S, of the EU, the global temperature reached 14.98 degrees Celsius last year, up by 0.17% or degrees Celsius from 2016, which was the previous warmest year. So 2016 was the previous. So if you want to know what will happen this year, go back to 2016. According to findings outlined in the 2023 Global Climate Change Highlights report, from June onward each month last year, we experienced higher temperatures than any corresponding period in recorded history, with July on August standing out as the warmest month on record. And for the first time each day through the past year, was at least one degree Celsius above the 18 50 to 1900 pre-industrial level mm. for the first time of the year. You know? It will be interesting to know a Ghana-specific um, yeah. data because Ghana has been really warm. Meanwhile, atmospheric concentration of carbon dioxide and methane continue to rise, reaching record levels in 2023 at 419 ppm and 1902 ppb respectively. The rise in temperatures has resulted in extreme events worldwide including heat waves, floods, drought and wildfires. Notably, it has also impacted sea ice in both the Arctic and the Antarctic, according to this report. Hmm. you. <laughs> you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. My favorite city. Oh, we should have power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. I've been there, oh, feature. I've been there, oh, feature. Nila, they will feature. 
Petroleum Company of the Year has taken the lead again. We've opened auto modding LPG auto gas service stations. The modding stations include the one at Burma Camp Girl Service Center, Beshi Gold Service Station, Pedu Junction, Pinting Girl Service Station, Takradi, Kenton Chrono, in Kumasi, and others. Girl, good energy. Go, yeah, yeah, dear. The news is also brought to you by Old Mutual. Ten years of greatness in Ghana. Here for a lifetime. So Nilati has the details. Good morning again. Good morning, Bernard. Hello to you listening. This is the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle Access Bank and Old Mutual. Coming up this morning, implementation of VAT on electricity could derail investment in the energy sector. We hear from industry players. Plus, private sector wage bill to go down as YEA rolls out new module that seeks to provide salary support for MSMEs. My name is Ni Lati Lati. Thanks for joining us. Details of our stories now. Stakeholders in the energy sector are concerned that the implementation of VAT on electricity for non-lifeline consumers poses a risk to investments made in the sector. Government, through the Ministry of Finance, has asked ECG and Netco to charge VAT on households consuming power above the maximum consumption levels for block charges for lifeline units. But the Institute of Energy Security, IES, fears the move would overburden individual households and affect developments in the energy space, especially during this time of erratic power supply. Nana Amuisi seventh is Executive Director of IES. If you apply this levy, then of course you are choosing to um, ask consumers to pay more for power consumed. If any other, you know, sector player or investor is looking at this situation, they will advise themselves to the extent that they will invest in the sector. Because when you increase the tariff, you are increasing the burden on consumers. They may be compelled to either shy away from that power system or bypass the system by way of theft as well. When they bypass the system and probably resort to um, uh, generators or probably uh, renewable energy, then of course you are going to get excess capacity of which will come with other cost dimension. You have to pay for same. And so what government is doing is rather going to worsen the situation that we have today. It's going to make the power sector unattractive. It's going to uh, increase the ceiling and the cap in the sector. And uh, we, we think that it's, it's not going to stop any situation here. Executive Director of the Institute of Energy Security, Nana Amwesi the 7th. On the back of the drop in inflation, the Ghana Statistical Service has identified some items at both the national and household levels for potential policy engagement given their considerable price hikes. Data from the service shows that the prices of these items surged by more than 40% in December 2023 
compared to the same period in 2022. More specifically, food items such as fresh tomatoes, seafish, smoked herrings, yam fried plantain and beans popularly known as gobe were among the top 20 food items with upward price changes which drove the national inflation rate. Other items that weighed more than the national average included tea bags, cost of air travel, country milk, imported beer, orange, crab, carrot, and non-alcoholic champagne. Per the latest consumer price index data, food inflation continues to drive overall inflation, while inflation for locally produced items stood at 23.8%. Inflation for imported items stood at 21.9%. Professor Samuel Kobna-Enim is government statistician. Specifically fish from the sea with a weight of 1.8% recorded a change in the price of 47.5% for the month of December 2023, and herrings that are smoked with a significant weight of 2.9% recorded a price change of 45.0%, with all these price changes higher than the national price change of 23.2% for the month of December 2023. Looking at the 2023 calendar year, for the items that have significant weights that are items that have weights greater than one, we identify seven items that were in the top 20 items for the period January to December 2023. Fish obtained from the sea appeared 11 times in the top 20 items that saw an upward revision for the calendar year 2023. With the exception of, of October, all the other 11 months, fish recorded highest price changes, making it one of the top 20 items. This was followed by herrings that are smoked, which appeared nine times over the 12-month period, with the highest price change in the month of June 2022, recording a price change of 82.3% on a year on year basis. The other seven items that saw highest price changes making it one of the 20 items were fresh tomatoes, bread, petrol, yam, and for the first time in the year 2023, we have seen fried plantain and beans making it in the top 20 items with a year-on-year price change of 44.5%. Government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnainim ending that report by Daniel Sakite and read by Caleb Kuda. Meanwhile, on the monetary side of things, the Bank of Ghana says its tight policy stance has contributed significantly to the disinflation process observed in 2023. Ghana's inflation ended 2023 at 23.2%, exceeding the government and the central bank's end-year target of 31.3% and 29%, respectively. Based on its inflation risk assessment and outlook, the Bank of Ghana expects this path of disinflation will continue to return headline inflation to its medium-term target of 8 plus or minus 2. Notwithstanding the marginal increases witnessed between May and July 2023, headline inflation has declined by a cumulative 14% since the peak of 54.1% recorded in December 2022. Non-food inflation has also declined sharply by almost 20%, broadly reflecting the effectiveness of monetary policy. Per data from the Bank of Ghana's research department, all of the bank's measures of core inflation are now on a downward trend including continued easing of underlining inflationary pressures. However, the main risk to the inflation outlook is increased volatility in commodity prices, especially crude oil prices. This could, however, be moderated by the tight monetary policy, relative stability in the local currency and some base drift effects. 
But despite this easing in inflation, businesses and industry players are dissatisfied with the Bank of Ghana's position. For, for instance, the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, laments the impact of high interest rates in doing business in the country. Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the AGI, Chona Makpelo, tells it a business news the Bank of Ghana must do more for the business community to feel the impact of the five consecutive declines in inflation last year. One of our expectations is that the central bank should take steps to also reduce its policy rate. The justification for continually increasing the policy rate is because of the high levels of inflation rate. So if, in fact, the PPI is going down, the general inflation rate is going down, we generally expect that they take swift action to be able to reduce the policy rate. Because as it is now, we are borrowing in excess of over 10% per annum, and it's not attractive for no business, and it is attracting business in a big way. So that within it, Input prices are going down and the policy rate is still high. You may not achieve a lot because you still need to buy the money in order to invest and produce. So really we want to have a total feel of the effect and we'll be very grateful to see the central bank taking drastic measures. Chona Mapello is the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI. Let's take you back to the Bank of Ghana because today it will conduct its first 2024 Forex auction for authorized foreign exchange dealing banks and bulk oil distribution companies, BDCs. The Bank of Ghana seeks to sell $120 million to the BDCs in the first quarter, out of which $20 million will be auctioned today. In accordance with the BDC's Forex Foreign Auction bids, will be invited as per the prescribed format to purchase the dollars against the CD. The FX support to the BDCs is expected to reduce the dollar liquidity constraints being faced by the oil importers to help in the supply of petroleum products and stabilize prices at the pumps. With this in mind, isn't it a better time to take you to the interbank foreign exchange market and check the performance of the local currency? The dollar gained 2 pesos, selling at 11 CDs 90 pesos. The British pound gained 3 pesos, selling at 15 CDs 14 pesos. The euro gained 4 pesos, selling at 13 CDs 3 pesos. However, as some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 CDs 30 pesos, while the British pound could be sold to you at 15 CDs 50 pesos and the euro going for 13 CDs 20 pesos. Now, the Youth Employment Agency, YEA, has introduced a new module which will help provide a lifeline to micro and small-scale enterprises by helping them recruit young entrepreneurs. The Business and Employment Assistance Program offers an amount of 500 Ghana CDs as salary support for a recruited employee. Through this program, YEA is also targeting to assist about 10,000 companies to employ more than 20,000 unemployed youth. CEO of the YEA, Kofiba Ejapon, has been speaking about this fresh initiative. I know the lingering question is what exactly is a business and employment assistance program about? What problem does it seek to resolve? How sustainable is it? And how can our unemployed youth benefit from it? BIP is a program designed to provide salary support of 500 cities per every employee recruited by a micro and small scale enterprises whilst the employer tops up the salary for the employee. This is solely targeted at the private sector. Are you a shop bar owner, chemical shop or drugstore, baking shops, barbering shops, hairdressing, beauty salons, micro production companies and many other shop or business 
set up that needs employee support or workers to assist their work. Chief Executive Officer of the Youth Employment Agency, Kofi Bai, Japan, ending the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyal Access Bank, and Old Mutual. Join us at 1 p.m. for the afternoon's edition of City Business News and later at 8.50 p.m. on City TV for CNR Business. My name is Nilati Lati. Have a good business day. The news was also brought to you by Old Mutual. Ten years of greatness in Ghana. Here for a lifetime. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, rise above the noise. Minutes past the hour of seven. Ninety-seven point three CDFM. Lots of complaints about power outages. We'll try and get to the bottom of this the morning. Deputy Minority Leader is alleging that it's a five hundred megawatt deficit from generation issues. We'll deal with that on the show this morning. Send us your own experiences. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Coming up next is the sports news. Kick off Afcon is upon us. And Lesheu is back on the bill. 2024 comes with good news from Lesheu Savings and Loans. Don't allow the hectic back to school season steal the New Year's joy. Our mind day for you. We've reduced our interest rates for you from now till April 30 in the Lesheu back to school promo. Yes, Lesheu has reduced its interest rates for its payroll loans significantly. Apply for a back-to-school loan today to sort out family's educational needs. Call Kafui on 0270-040-799 or 0270-040-733. Remember, terms and conditions apply. Lesheho, let's improve life. Here's Pereira and Bradley tries to make a challenge. Williams danced his way through and Fulham lead. Liverpool got themselves into a mess at the back. Now Lewis can Liverpool level it before half-time. That's nicely done by Jota. This is Curtis Jones. How's that got in? He won't care. Nobody inside outfield cares. Liverpool are level. Still through the referee to Diogo Jota. Darwin Nunez. Liverpool have turned it around. Cody Gatto. They've worked it beautifully downfield. And from 1-0 down a matter of minutes ago, Liverpool now lead. One nil down to two one up. That shall be your Bernard, story. I just I have one question for you this morning. Talk to me, my brother. Are you guys going to miss Mohamed Salah? Which guys? Liverpool, I'm talking about. I mean, he scored what oh. half of the goals you guys have scored this season. Forty-three goals. Salah has got. He scored and assisted in what? No, we are sending Darwin Nunes with <laughs> Mohamed Salah <laughs> mask. You can't rely on Darwin Nunes, Bernard. <laughs> 
but I would do that. Even I know Nunez is wasteful. Hey. You can't rely on him. I'm pumped. You can and you see the next man I thought um the honors lies on him to deliver for Liverpool is Trent. Motherfucker. No He's the, also picked up an injury. When the uh, Egypt is coming home next week. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. <laughs> All right, so many thanks for choosing City 97.3. My name is Gabby Offer and Liverpool. They come from behind to beat Fulham 2 1 in the first leg of the Akara Cup semi final. Thanks to two goals in three second half minutes from Curtis Jones and Cody Gakpo. Also, we thank you to Abidjan. Ghana's Black Stars will hold your first training session later today in the capital. Just being here, some of the boys, my vice, um, Jordan Ofori. We know that this tournament is even harder than the World Cup. We know that it's the hardest tournament for me in the world. All right, to get to hear more from our skipper, Andrea, you in a bit tipping the Afghan as one of the toughest tournaments to play. And the last time Ghana won the trophy was back in 1982. All of that plus some Ghana Premier League updates in a bit. But of course, we start off from Abidjan. Right, and so we've got just uh, today to the start of the Afcon in Cote d'Ivoire. And we start off from uh, Ghana's senior national team, the Black Stars. They'll hold their first training session in Abidjan later today as they head to the ground running in readiness for the tournament. Um, a successful after a successful arrival in Cote d'Ivoire yesterday. All 22 players called up by head coach Chris Hutton have arrived safely. And the Black Stars will be at the Pullman Hotel in Abidjan where they'll be based during the group stage. Of the African Cup of Nations, Ghana is in Group B alongside Kiveri, Egypt and Mozambique, and will take on Kiveri in the first group game on Sunday at 8 p.m. Meanwhile, skip of the Black Stars, Andrea, you has picked the African Cup of Nations as the most difficult tournament to compete in in the world. It's really now that the, the job is going to, to, to start. We had a, a very good campaign, we, we led the group. Now we, we know that the, the hardest is to come. and with some of us being here, some of the boys, my vice, um, Jordan, Ofori, we know that this tournament is even harder than the World Cup. We know that it's the hardest tournament for me in the world when it comes to fighting, determination, energy. So the only way we can do this is by being together and being united. And for that, Your Excellency, I can assure you that we are united and we want to do it. All right, so Andrea Yu, he says the team is united and they want to end the Afcon Trophy drought in Cote d'Ivoire. Well, we stay with the Afcon and uh, just two days more to the start of the tournament. On today's Afcon Daily Update, we check out the Felix Hufer at Buanya Stadium where the Black Stars will play their first two games at. Hello and welcome to the Afcon Daily Update with me, Benara Beku We've got just two days to kick off Africa's biggest football event, the Total Energies African Cup of Nations hosted in Cote d'Ivoire. The AFCON 2023 is scheduled to take place in six stadiums. And on today's episode, we zone in on one of the stadiums to host the tournament. I take you to Abidjan, 
where we've got the Felix Hufebuanya Stadium. The 33,000 capacity stadium is situated in Abidjan and was built in 1952. It was renovated between 2021 and 2023. Named after the founder of Cote d'Ivoire and the nation's first head of state, President Felix Hufebuanya, one of the country's heritage venues will play host to Africa's biggest event for the second time, having been one of the two host venues back in 1984. In line with meeting the required calf standards, the stadium underwent complete renovations to its structural setup, seating, pitch, dressing rooms, and hospitality suite. The seating capacity has doubled to 33,000, moving from 29,000 capacity ahead of the tournament, along with other facility upgrades to the venue. In addition to football, the Felix Hufebuanya Stadium boasts an athletic track and has also hosted some major sporting courts and events in Abidjan. The Felix Hufebuanya Stadium will host Ghana's two group games against Kiverd and Egypt. Ghana's arch rivals, Nigeria, will also play their final group game against Guinea-Bissau at the same venue. The stadium was built in 1964 to organize the Games of Abidjan when it was formerly known as Stade André Gio and it took the name of the president Félix Houphé-Boigny after undergoing renovation. Alright, so there you have it. It's about the Félix Houphé-Boigny Stadium, one of the venues for this year's AFCON in Côte d'Ivoire and uh, it's the second time Côte d'Ivoire is hosting the tournament. The first time they did so was uh, back in 1984. It's a good one for uh, Cote d'Ivoire. But we've got uh, some pre-Afcon friendly later today. Morocco, they are one of the favourites there to win the title. And they will take on Sierra Leone later today. So big one for uh, Morocco. We'll keep you updated. Away from the Afcon, let's touch on uh, some Ghana Premier League updates where Kamaradini uh, Mahamoudou scored uh, the decisive goal for Media Mandia. Have fought 1-0 win over Great Olympics. Dream Service also beat before Quartano by Figos T1 at the Theatre of Dreams yesterday. Uh, so good wins for Dreams and also uh, Media Mass Sporting Club. Uh, and some women's football, Ghana's Black Princesses, the U20, uh, are all the way in Senegal for the final hurdle against Senegal later on Saturday. And they are looking to book a ticket to a seventh consecutive appearance at the Banyo tournament with Senegal standing in their way. And that tournament will be held in Colombia later this year. But we hear from uh, Black Princesses Management Committee Chairman Gideon Fossey. I'm hoping and praying to God that we would succeed. I think that the appointment came with a, a specific task to qualify the team to Colombia um, come August. And so today, from all the meetings we've had and from all the deliberations, it's actually uh, interesting to see that everyone and the members involved are ready. Everybody seemed to be upbeat about qualification. Now what I just said to the team is that we need to put in the hard work so I am very, very positive that we would qualify for Colombia. Um. All right, so that's the Black Princesses Management Committee Chairman Gideon Fosu speaking then. So that first leg is later at uh, Saturday at the Fierce Star Lake Dior in Senegal with the second leg slated for January 21 at the Barbara Sports Stadium in Kumase. Now wait from uh, the local scene, today's where Thierry Henry, who won the 1980-1998 World Cup and the 2000 European Championship with France, and his Arsenal's all-time highest scorer, has opened up about the fact that he must have been in depression during his uh, soccer career. The 48-year-old former forward says he had a spell early in the coronavirus pandemic when he was uh, crying almost every day. Let's take a listen to Thierry Henry. 
like I said, like I said to you, I can't help myself. Like it was always what I didn't do. To who? To whoever. My mom, my dad. You know, it, it was tough. Caribbean, Caribbean way. It's just what you know. You didn't do enough. You didn't, my dad was very particular at times on on how I was as a, as a, as a, as a prior, as a, as a little boy. It was always like you didn't do that well. So obviously, when you hear that more often than not, that's what's gonna stay. I was uh, you know isolated in uh, in uh, Montreal for a year. Um, not for a year, I would say, you know, whenever the, you know, three month and another two month and whatever it was, and not being able to see my kids for a year was tough. Again, the question I asked earlier, if I was a fly on the wall in quarantine watching you, Oof. what would I have seen? Me crying almost every day for no reason. All right, so that's our former friends, international theory and re speaking there. Now let's get to the comment for Chelsea and that Cole Palmer has revealed that he plans to remain a boyhood club Manchester City and go along this season before being told his only options were to stay or leave permanently. Now the 21-year-old completed a surprise £40 million transfer from the Etihad Stadium to Stamford Bridge on deadline day last summer and his relation life in his new surroundings. Yeah, I didn't play in under-15 season like a lot because I was so small and coach's decision was just not to play me in the tournaments and stuff like that at times I was thinking like what well, like I knew I was always good enough but maybe the things I was doing weren't working because players would just push me off the ball but when I got older I knew they would work if you know what I mean mm. so yeah. it's difficult my thing was to never leave say that was not my intention I wanted to go on loan for a year come back and be ready for the ready for the first team but they said I can't go on loan. Like, you either stay or you get sold. So then Chelsea rang me. I said I want to go to Chelsea and I'm really happy to be here and I'm very glad I made. All right, so that's uh, Chelsea forward. Cole Palmer speaking there. Well, Liverpool are true. OK, nope, they beat uh, Fulham at uh, Anfield in the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final tie. And this is the second leg to play. And Jayen Club, his manager, says the tie is not over. It's not over yet, surprisingly. I didn't expect to have a result tonight where I can say, yeah, we can book the hotel. Um, that was not, it was, was clear. So, Fulham, Marco was probably here before me, um, will not be overly happy tonight, but knows they are still in. Um, they, they, they caused us really problems. They will cause us there even more problems. Hopefully, we will be then better from the start, but we will see that it's um, a few days and the game between now and then. Um, so other things are in the moment more important for tonight. We couldn't do really more than win the game. And with the whole story of the game, I'm absolutely happy with the result. All right, so that's a, a Liverpool boss, Jagan Klopp, speaking there. Well, Mario also beat Atletico Madrid by 5-3 in extra time in the Spanish Super Cup semi-final three line. Saudi Arabia, Madrid will play either Barcelona or Sasuna. Uh, who meet in the other semi-final later today for a place in Sunday's final. That's it for today on Kickoff. Kickoff is proudly brought to you by Shell and Le Shell. For more st- sports stories, you can head to citysportsonline.com and uh, we're back later at 5pm with more sports updates. My name is Gabriel Fair. Do take care of yourself and bye-bye. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. encourage those of you who want to be on the heritage caravan to to, to get moving because then I see <laughs> when you're on bus three eh, these are the kind of songs they play oh. bus one you know the, the bus one are usually why do they handpick those who get like so, somehow so the bus one the bus is usually spirit. like you know they are much older they want to read books Kofi probably will be telling them about the road and how the you know anthropology <laughs> like they are you know tourists that are beaten. Bas two is a honey hop. Straight wilding. Charlie they'll be they'll be on the road from maybe they are moving from maybe Ashanti region to the western region. It's a long drive. So they'll have this um, hand, boom handheld boombox yeah. and then they'll be dancing Charlie they'll see Jamasa anyway so let me just inform you that the um, I want to call Heritage Caravan the best I don't is it a campaign what is it what's the the noun for Heritage Caravan what is it it's, like, it's an experience it's yes an experience. The, the best experience of the year it's happening from the 3rd March to the 10th of March. 
and City uh, TV, City FM is putting this together. To, to register is very simple. Make this phone call to, to book your seat and also make a payment uh, because the, the seats are running out fast. Mm-hmm. 0205-973-973. This year, we're starting from the Greater Accra region and we are hitting the Volta region, Agotim Mekpetwe. And then we're moving to Ku, and then we'll traverse Ashanti to Bono, then from Bono to Upper East, from Upper East to North, from North to Ashanti, from Ashanti to Western, through many, many places. It's 14 regions in all. And for the first time, it's eight days, it's not seven days. The caravan is Sunday to Sunday. (laughs) Sunday to Sunday. Hey! Excitement. And then the other thing is, when you get to a venue, they give you a whole cultural experience. So it's not just the bus ride, right? So you get to a where they give you their whole migration. They do like a Deba. Or you go to Bonnyway, they do the same thing. You go to the Dakpema Palace. Sometimes visit the, the military museum in Menshia. And there's also like fun activities, lots of food. Oh my God. And I remember when I was in Kintampo, went to Kintampo Falls. You know me, I fear heights. <laughs> so, <laughs> me, so when we went to yeah, Kintampo Falls, there are two things you can do. You can go on the canopy walkway mm. or you can descend the steep steps. Yeah. So me, I said, me, Charlie, me, I don't want any trouble. So I descended the steps to the, the thing. And some man said he will cross the canopy walk. So he started crossing. Charlie, when you go to the middle, he said, he said, he said, he said, he won't go again. When I put like when I hand the book, I say, Master, come on. He said, Me, I'm saying, and the man was in the middle of the canopy walkway. He said, He can't move again. And there was a whole queue of people behind him, Charlie. So he was. He won't go. Charlie said, He won't go again. And then some people said, Master, you have to go. I think he spent 30 minutes from the middle of the canopy to the end. Charlie Caleb. I don't want to mention his name on there. I, said, you, I think that day he'll never forget. And you know the worst part? When you finish the canopy, yeah. I find when you get to the end, you have to cross it again. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, so... I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey. It's an experience. Hey. It's the experience. Oh, my goodness. So, register and book your seat for the Heritage Caravan this March. I think it's the best thing I've done in a long time. Yeah. Traveling around Ghana, it's a beautiful country. Say again, I don't. I've even given up on him. I've given up on Nathan. He's been flattering to deceive every year. We hype Nathan, he doesn't go. Ah, but wait, oh, wait. No, no, I don't wait anything. It's okay. 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 You see, a man has the right if you to go. defend himself. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, my going. Uh-huh. Yes. You see, my going doesn't depend on you. Yes. So, okay. You are in a position So if if we say you go, will you go? Aloski. Do you want to go? Why not? Yeah. No, that's not a good answer. Do you want to yes, go? Yes, I want to go. You sure? Yes. Caleb, what was experience last year? Oh Bernard, two years ago was oh, my was was fantastic. Too much. I love the Rock City Hotel. Oh. Oh. You see the the, the live band, you know, Kwampa was there. Oh my god. No, was it yeah, it was Kwampa. Kwampa was, was there. Yeah. And the food. You know, and the Jamano, but the later the nightclub, Rock City. Uh, I don't, I don't know it's how fantastic. you can put up a hotel. The, the experience is of the wonderful. size and magnitude it's in crazy. the Kwewu Mountains. It's crazy, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how they did it. It's remarkable. And the rooms. Look, I've been to hotels, right? The rooms at Rock City. The the, the only place I can it's compare good. to Rock it's City. Good. I was at Aspen. 
right colorado mm-hmm. you know I, right. I was at aspen in 2017 that's for right. for the africa leader the, 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 they call it the um, aspen leadership thing oh, man. yeah but when i got there it was snowing that's great but, cool. but the rooms you have snow view and tell you be in your room and you see some animal <laughs> you know <laughs> you know animal, animal is strange <laughs> animal is something <laughs> but the rock city room you know? yeah man hey yeah, it's good. Charlie, Charlie, Rock, Charlie. Rock City is what are they yeah. doing? This Their food is amazing. Hey. The whole mountainous hey. view and the valleys hey. down there is wonderful. Charlie, no, I, mean, I wanted to spend two days, but it's been only one day. Good. Rock City, they be. Yeah. Anyway, today is day three of the Effective Living series, and Apioko will be talking to Mami Ekuya Yes. On emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. Mami Ekuya was one of my best presenters for last year is very very good so that's at 9 15 we'll give out some free elegant books if you can answer some questions but it's 14 regions in eight days 0205-973-973 heritage caravan 2024 as caleb will say <laughs> uh, we have a special detour to second D. Yeah, I have a friend who has a beautiful house on a hill in Sekunde. Oh, you know, Sekunde. So we we'll pass there on our way back from Maha Beach Resort. You have to experience it to feel it. You know, Sekunde. Yeah, Dive into a world of awesome moments with the all-new Samsung Galaxy. Um, okay, you know phones. This is A05, right? Is it A- A05 or A05? A05. 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 And then A05S. And then A15. And then the A25 5G. You know, I was born very early, so I don't know these things. No the new Samsung Galaxy <laughs> A-series with this enhanced 6.7-inch screen is Perfect for scrolling and gaming. It's equipped with a 50MP main camera for high-resolution photos and stunning selfies. Its powerful 5000mAh battery can last up to two days and charges faster with a 25-watt fast charger. The new Samsung Galaxy A-Series available at all authorized Samsung shops. You can buy one for somebody for New Year gift. Don't be bad. I actually think a nice new phone for a gift is better than a hamper full of granites <laughs> and, and tea bag. Charlie, so tea, Charlie, where they, you know, where did they get this? You know, we have to talk, why did they get those things from the hamper? It's like some jam. I usually they put plenty sawdust and then they rest on top. You, you carry that thing is heavy, you come on that thing, so that's 50%. Then some acronyms, some biscuits, some, some amorphous biscuit, and some toffee bee. Charlie, I'm not a child, though. Oh, Munja is out. Charlie, oh my God. give us a series. Oh, Charlie, what is We will grow. We are not children, Charlie. Oh, no. The children take over. It's in the tradition. We are not children. It's in the tradition. They give us... Why do you want to change the tradition? They don't give us... They don't put what they call themselves. Cash you not. There's some jam. Charlie, right now, the cash you not is expensive. Charlie, bro. 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 Charlie, bro.
I got a nice hamper which had a watch. Look at this watch. I'm oh, wearing. sweet. You know, I got it from oh, a company sweet. and they had a, uh, this watch in it. So I got it from GPMS. Lovely. Okay. And the caveman watch was inside. Lovely. And it's all. That's what I'm left for. You know what I mean? Ruffle cut your hamper. Let me know that. Why you got ruffle cut your hamper? Hi. <laughs> but, but speaking of which, I lost. I do. You see, I know you're in a good mood. But <laughs> the the I, barely, I barely ironed my shirt. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, yesterday, I, barely ironed my shirt. yesterday I went to interview a guest. I won't mention his name <laughs> yeah. for the point of view. Yeah. Uh, when we got to the house, there was no life. <laughs> oh, so we spent 30 minutes looking in the big man's house. <laughs> There was no light in the big no. house. So, what we had to do was, you know, oh, when you go to a house and there's light, yeah. you can do. You, we take light, so we record from the room. Yeah. Because of something, we had to do it outside. But because his walls were white and his balcony was white, we had to... Background. Luckily, he had a big orchard. Okay. Oh, wow. He had a big okay. orchard. So we actually got into the orchard, and then we found a good location, which had a nice blend of both sunshine, sunlight, and also shade. Mm, so that yeah. helped. But we had to send this dog outside the house. Well, yeah. the dog was back. In. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the, oh, because... The things we go through to bring you into house. So yeah, we spent test, and when we got there, we had to now test the camera. And I had a fascinating interview, and I'll air it very soon. Fantastic. Really good interview. You know, I don't want to take the. Uh, I know, I know, know, but 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 my my point largely being, look, the doom so a lot has been made of uh, turning the corner. In the, on the economy, yes, that so it's fine, fine, fine to fire. Uh, no, I've never bought, mm-hmm. but they keep telling us mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. This sector that we power, in, power yeah. has been one of the most troubled, mm-hmm. but has also been the one that has enjoyed a significant dose of positive PR in the past two years. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The situation we are in now has been building for some time. If yes. you look at our economic numbers, even Sunan Asogli has been oh, threatening oh, yes, yes. to yeah, shut down. The, IPP. the IPPs have yeah. been talking for a long time. If yeah. you look at the IMF rep- uh, reports that were coming through and some of the conditionalities that were had been lined out, mm-hmm. lined up, you could immediately tell that we had problems in our energy sector. In fact, we had been told that the energy sector debt was a significant crutch. Yes that this country was carrying. So if you look at the IMF report, there were three things. Yes. The, the country's general debt, mm-hmm. and then the energy sector debt, mm-hmm. and then the cocoa sector. Yes. So when I interviewed the IMF mission chief, yes. and I posed questions around the energy sector, he did admit there were concerns. Mm-hmm. And the fact that ECG was not generating nearly enough mm-hmm. to pay as quickly as they ought. And the other thing is that the IPPs control 45 to 50 percent yes so if they decide they're not going to produce power because they're not being paid mm-hmm. there's a challenge there yes so you're right this is not a new situation it's not a new situation it's, it's been building if you've been paying attention yeah and we've discussed this over uh, the past year yeah you know at different times and this experience that we are going through now mm-hmm. is also not new just that the hours have become longer yeah but again, there's silence on the matter, and it seems to be a favorite strategy these days. Mm-hmm. We'll keep quiet when it fixes itself. We'll come and tell you, oh, it was a temporary situation yeah. or something. What power means to an economy is one that we cannot just allow to go. <coughs> power means too much to what we do. Yesterday, you spoke about your interview that almost went bad because you did not have power. Sally? People had things to do yesterday that perhaps did not happen because they did not have power. For a very long 
part of the day, for a yeah. large part of the day, you know. So the whole day. It's not something that you should just let be and say, oh, we'll come and... Particularly when you have the most awarded minister yeah. heading that sector. Last year, he won over 40 awards yep. from different places. Yeah. He cannot hide. Yep. I, you see, I, 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 I keep mentioning this of uh, ministers. Don't show up in the good times and then run away, and then run away when there are problems. Yeah. Yeah. Your job is to face the public at all times and tell us what, is, tell going us what is going on. Yeah. Allow us to make decisions yep. based on proper information. Yep. Not on rumor, mm-hmm. not on gossip, yeah. not on political pandering, so to say. Give us proper information. And, and Godfrey, if you listen to Kofi uh, Bua seriously, he's saying that 500 megawatts. Now, 500 megawatts That's is a lot, a of, lot power. of power. That's a lot of power. You know, the other thing I need to say is two two backgrounds to add to you. Remember, we were told that we are we are paying for power we do not need. Yes, there's also that. So you cannot have a supply shortfall in this country if less than four years ago we were told that we were paying for power we did not need. Yes. Now Kofibua released a statement, and I want to just read the statement uh, he tell released me about it. on uh, citynewsroom.com. So when he uh, he says, okay, let me read a full statement unedited. He says, Ghana is currently grappling with a severe case of load shedding. And Kofiwa, by the way, is a former minister for energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm currently commonly known as Doomso. The situation is evidently clear with 500 megawatts of load being shed as of tonight, January 9, 2024. Numerous areas have been plunged into darkness due to the unavailability of gas. Mind, mind you, he's from his MP for Lembele. So Atwabo is in his constituency. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure he does have contacts in that in company. Um, he says, Ghana Gas is currently... Um, sorry. Numerous areas have been plunged into darkness due to the unavailability of gas to fuel thermal plants within the thermal enclave, which can be attributed to financial constraints. Yeah. And that's from Wapco, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation, GMPC, is unable to fulfill its payment obligations to the West African Gas Pipeline which is responsible for transporting gas from Takradi to Tema for power generation. You can also track the ultimate problem to the weakest link in the value chain, ECG's inability to pay off-takers. Compound the situation is the absence of a load-shedding timetable, which hampers households and businesses from planning accordingly. The lack of transparency and communication regarding the power outage schedule only adds to the frustration and inconvenience experienced by affected population. It is worth highlighting that even during the worst periods of Dumso in the past, the power outage never reached the 500 megawatts wow. threshold currently being shared. Yet the media associated with the MPP interestingly say, see this as no doom. So the allowed silence on the current situation mm. is deafening. The Ghana grid company must, as a matter of agency, come out with a load shedding timetable to allow households and businesses to plan better. Signed, Honorable Ama Kofibua, MP. Elembele, Deputy Minority Leader. Mm. I think that says it all. I would have loved to give you some numbers on the IPPs later on, but the truth is that this is getting serious. It's no longer funny. Yesterday, we were for a better part of the day. Yes. Well, there was also... That means your cost of production went up yes, yesterday. There was also low, low current. current. So yes. in addition to the lack of power in some places, yes. there was a lot low current, which in then... Tema, in Tema, people reported that they were experiencing low current... Uh, over there, Amasaman was dark last night. Mm-hmm. Teshi was dark. 
Um, so when, you, when you put out the, yes. the, the question on socials, Amasaman said there was no light. Ajirengano, no light. Tema, no light. Koforidia, no light. I was light. in New Atimota, there was yeah. no light. Koforidia, no light. No Gokbo, no light. Sotum, um, no light. Sotum yes. as well, no light. Makati, no light. Yes. Um, New Jerusalem, this is Afienya. The East Ligon hey. area didn't have light yesterday. Yeah. So, so Ajirengano. Kwabenya didn't Side. have light. Kwabenya didn't have light. Yes. yes. New Jerusalem is where? Afienya. Afienya. Amasama oh, didn't have light as well. Afina is really yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where else? And then there was Teshi. Teshi. Teshi didn't have light. Um, <clears throat> Trifopraso, Oyarefa, uh, Sadnerugu. This is Tamale. So these are random region. responses to your your yes, post. Yes, please. Um, there was wow. Botiano, New Botiano, New Fadama, Ashaiman, Amasaman, um, Kentampo. So Utum Teshi again um Weneba Tamale Ablekuma Bole in the Savannah region Medina Social Welfare Yeah Wale Wale Northeast um Kwabenya as well Lashibi Manya Ablekuma Teshi has come again New Botiano has come again Cape Coast is here uh, some say they experienced a thing like a, a 24 straight hours. So they had had two days. Yes. Takrade is in here. Ningo Pram Pram. Kumasi, Abrepo area, light out. Uh, Kubekro also. Keta and the entire Anglo land as well as uh, Aplau, Achimota, Bawe, top base. Yeah, Bawe. I saw that in the drone shot. Ashiye, All of this is yesterday. Yes. This is the, um, the whole country. Ashaiman. Someone says Doom Sotong. Hmm. Where is that? Volta <laughs> uh, region, Ningo Pram Pram, Pokwase, Osino, Eastern region, Christian Village, this is Domi Pillar mm-hmm. 2, mm. um, Ablekuma, Amasaman, mm. and then Lakeside. Okay. Lakeside to the yeah. power. So low current in some parts of Tamale. Mm-hmm. Low current. This is, f- and then Fishpond, Anohum uh, Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Odeshi, okay, I don't know where this is. I'm getting wrong. Tantra Hill mm-hmm. uh, was off. Anya NIC was out. Mm. Pokwase, Makati Hill again. Damongo, Savannah region. Mm. Dansuman, Agege. Amasaman, Dalsam. Takradi was out. Cape Coast, Pram Pram. And then... <clears throat> where else? Tichaman, uh, Techimantia. Techimantia. Techimantia, Ahafo region. And then uh, Awoshi Anya, Avedakba, Volta region, Kwashibu Race Course, Kumase, Atonsu, Dansuman, East Legon Hills, Ashalebuche, um, Kaswa, oh, Kaswa said they had light, Kaswa had light, which was good. Um, Southern Volta was out, Dansuman, wow. Teshi, so uh, yeah, repetitions now. So, now, yeah. you know what's interesting? Not to downplay this, there's a current power situation in Kenya as well. They are having right. um, some level of load shedding. Nigeria is also having South Africa oh. as well. The whole of for about two years now, South Africa has been going through. So th- there's yeah. a cyclical nature to these <clears throat> these kinds of things. But all of them have something in common: poorly run energy sectors. Mm. Yes, o- of different kinds. Of different kinds. So South Africa is a mess. Eskom is like an amalgamation of everybody, everybody yes. so like they are ecg mm. grid cove everything's together okay yes. we have broken it down but still have the same yes. problem yes. so i think the problems are more structural they have financial issues there as well energy security you know we're talking about um energy transition yeah. and i feel the biggest discussion is energy security first yeah. you need to diversify energy sources we don't do enough um renewables 
apart from the Akosombo, the solar is not that great. We depend a lot on fossil fuels, which we are not really producing that much here. So there's a lot of things. And the West Africa gas pipeline, the Ghana gas thing is good, cool. but the reverse flow, sometimes there are issues there. So I, I really don't know what to say. We are hoping the company in charge, the government, will come up with some proper explanation or a schedule as, as soon as possible. Asking for, so we can plan our lives. So do this, man. Well, make that big move with a GCB personal loan. Your biggest bank is offering salary account holders personal loans in less than 24 hours to fund their next big move. With GCB's big move personal loan promo, you can access up to 400,000 CDs at a reduced interest rate with two-month repayment grace period to meet your urgent financial needs. It's time to make that big move, whether it's educational, a car you are buying, or building a dream home. Call 0800-422-422. GCB, your bank for life. Here's a question. How do you find customers for your products and services throughout Africa this year? What are the key issues that can make your business succeed or fail in 2024? Are you aware of the major threats to your business in Africa in 2024? Don't be caught off guard. Join attendees from all over the world and Africa as Crystal Ball 2024. Crystal Ball Africa. One continent, one market, growing business beyond borders. It's on the 18th of January, 9 a.m. Labadi Beach Hotel. You can go to crystalballafrica.com. Don't miss this opportunity. Now, Standard Water has over 25 years of uh, providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. They are in 11 regions and they are expanding to cover the entire country. You can get in touch with Standard Water on 0202-055703 or 0547-334385. And this ad is FDA approved. Now experience the excellence and global recognition of a British education combined with convenience and affordability at Lancaster University, Ghana. Admissions are currently open for the January 2024 intake. So if you are interested send an email to admissions at lancaster.edu.gh visit their website lancaster.edu.gh or call them on 030-221-8989 or 020-960-7008 Lancaster University Ghana, the only British university campus in West Africa now Enterprise Insurance is a leader in general insurance and they've been here since 1924 they are celebrating 100 years and they are bringing you the Yafinier Motor Insurance promo, one lucky winner will walk away with a brand new Nissan Kicks SUV. The first and second runner-ups will get to go to Dubai. All expenses paid. Now, just purchase or renew your vehicle insurance with Enterprise between January and June this year. And uh, you could win. There are monthly raffle draws where you can win amazing prizes. So if you're interested, call 0302-634-777. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100-year legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer. Enterprise Insurance, your advantage. Now dive into a world of awesome moments with the all-new Samsung Galaxy Galaxy A05, A05s, A15, and A25 5G. The Galaxy A series with its enhanced 6.7-inch screen is perfect for scrolling and gaming and it's equipped with a 50MP main camera for high-resolution photos and stunning selfies. The new Samsung Galaxy A05, A05s, A15, and A25 5G. Uh, they are all available at authorized Samsung shops. Season C's apply. No guesses for what's trending this morning. 
Yeah. So did you, I saw on your Facebook page some black black things? What was that? Those were pictures from my neighborhood. You know, that's how dark the place was. So if a car is moving, wow. you see the tail light. It makes you get the contrast better. So you 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 see just how dark the whole neighborhood was. And also because it's a hilly area, if you look across the horizon, then you can see the mm. few houses that have generators, and mm. then you can see the. Okay. Large patch of. Did people tell you how long they had, their light had gone off? Yeah, some said it has been off for nine hours. Others said twenty-four. Yeah. Others said twelve. Because a listener is telling me that at Lakeside, his power has been off for three straight nights. Three straight. So when, when he says three straight, I don't know what it means. Wow. Every night it goes off, or right. it's gone it's off for, for three, three days. days. Right. So, uh, bro, if you can explain what you mean by three straight nights, to help me here. Now, Tech and Show Media Trends is next. is eight o'clock. It's brought to us by. Vodafone and amazing news Vodafone Cash Special Bundles just got sweeter with the new Vodafone Cash Special Voice offer with only 5 CDs you get 200 minutes of talk time valid for 7 days to all networks make calls to all networks all week long at the best value on Vodafone Cash Special Voice offer talk for 200 minutes with just 5 CDs dial star 110 hash to buy your bundle or visit my Vodafone app now Nathan is going to tell us what's trending. All right, let's get into the trends. AFCON 2023 is trending. There are several people talking about the AFCON. The teams are arriving. So yesterday, uh, there was a bit of a competition, if you like, between hmm. Ghana and Nigeria, mm-hmm. who had mm-hmm. the nicest drip, that's who showed up at the, the oh, AFCON yeah, looking really body. better or looking nice. So those were the conversations. So hashtag AFCON 2023. Now, in line with that, DSTV is trending. Mm. Yesterday, they announced that they would be... <laughs> Broadcasting the Afcon. This was a very interesting turn mm. from the initial announcement that said they would not be airing the Afcon because they did not get the rights. So mm. that was the initial statement. But after sitting down with CAF and the uh, rights holder, mm. it looks like or not, it looks like DSTV will be broadcasting all 52 mm-hmm. games mm. for those who are there. So now the so tournament is bigger, right? It's no longer the four groups. It's now six. Six groups. groups yes. So this is the third edition where there are yeah. you know 24. Makes, makes it tougher to. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that. Uh, other things trending. Christian Achu is trending. Yesterday was oh, his birthday. The late oh, Christian Achu, oh, and oh, you know oh. there were some tributes from the calf Twitter handle oh, and all of that. Really, really, really sad stuff. Mm. There, of course, TB Joshua is still trending. Mm. They're following the BBC um, uh, documentary mm-hmm. to some tech news and uh, New Year same old layoffs. Okay, New Year's same yeah, just cutting Charlie. Now, Google's Alphabet company or Google's parent company, Alphabet, is saying that, or it said earlier today that it was, uh, or, you know, lately yesterday that it was laying off hundreds mm. of employees across multiple teams with Fitbit co-founders James Park and Eric Friedman also leaving the company as the tech giant continues to cut costs. Google said it would lay off hundreds at its voice assistant unit while a few hundred rules were being eliminated in the hardware team responsible for Pixel Nest and Fitbit, with a majority of people in the augmented reality team being let go. Now, hundreds of rules in the said giant's central engineering team are also being impacted. Now, Google bought health and fitness tracking company Fitbit back in 2021, mm-hmm. and they've continued to roll out new versions of the Pixel Watch, a product that competes with the Fit device and the Apple Watch. So, mm. they are downsizing. Take and show me the trends with Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
My goodness, you know, if like you, if you, yeah. if you meet a group of guys and start doing this, yeah, if you play this thing and people can't respond, they, don't, they, they, are, from, they, are, not they are not from Ghana, they, they don't know. Let's talk about HUC, then we'll jump into the Doomsong conversation, we'll talk to IES, we'll speak to the Deputy Minister, what on earth is going on with the power situation. Indeed, I have... Um, the deputy minister on the line, okay. Andre Japamesa, he's a member of parliament for Sekunde, and he's also the deputy minister for the sector. Good morning, Honorable Mesa. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, my brother, and uh, happy new year. The Good same power. to you. What is going on with the power? Is there doom so? Why are we not having a schedule? Well, let me say good morning to your cherished and to, at the very outset, indicate that uh, the so as we, you and I know it, okay, was a um, uh, uh, power outage that stretched for in excess of three years. In fact, it was four years, between 2012 and 2015, where, because of some pipeline damage from Nigeria, the government at the time couldn't buy alternative liquid fuel to power our pump. Uh, largely, and so we slept in darkness for four years. Uh, what had happened over the past few days uh, is that some obligation owed by GMPC to WAPCO uh, was an issue. Uh, WAPCO threatened GMPC made some initial payments. It uh, wasn't satisfactory. Uh, we requested the Ministry of Finance to top up, uh, had to go through some approval process. And as of yesterday evening, 
following uh, WAPCO's uh, withdrawal of their services, the Ministry of Finance has approved the sum of 10 million to pay for the, the part of, of, of that debt. And so uh, that was the hiccup that we had encountered, which then led to outages over the past few days. But that has been resolved. Yesterday night, WAPCO services was restored, and that was accordingly moved from the west to the east, to power plants in the east. Uh, and so there, there's no doom talk. To around the shadow, if I may add. So the, you're saying that the definition of doom saw is when the situation is protracted and Absolutely. and when the cause is is beyond our control. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, uh, uh, every cause is within your control uh, because the four sources are varied. Okay. Uh, in the case between 2012 and uh, 2016, uh, if you look at the data that had been put out there by government at the time, uh, there was some ship anchor that had damaged the West African gas pipeline, which was supplying us some fuel from Nigeria. Uh, that damage then led to the lack of fuel coming from that source. Uh, and so the alternatives were to buy liquid fuel, which is light crude oil or heavy fuel oil, to power the plants that were originally dependent on the gas. They just could not buy it. And so that's why we, le- we slept in darkness for four years. Well, I'm saying that <laughs> subsequently mm-hmm. following the uh, 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 gas, our own domestic gas, which then powers almost 90% of our power plants, the gas is mainly from the West. Of course, we still depend uh, on some West African gas pipeline gas from Nigeria. But the bulk of our gas is domestic, mainly from the West. And there's a system that then moves excess gas from the West, which is Western region, All right. which is Tema. Okay. That uh, service is what there was some obligation. Yeah, you, you've expl- you explained that. I was just trying to yeah. clarify why you chose to define Doomsaw the way you did. That, but that's fine. That's within your right to do. I'm not sure that Doomsaw of the previous time was four years, as you say, but that's really a different debate. Yesterday, Kofibua said that we had shed 500 megawatts, and that was serious because, according to him, in our history, we have not shed 500 megawatts before at a go. Is it correct that we shed 500 megawatts yesterday? Yes, the, 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 the power that shot for was about 700, okay? And so what Drico uh, DRA ACG did was to reduce the outage, I mean, the supply to our neighboring countries uh, to reduce the impact on Ghana. I'm not so sure whether we've not said 500 at a go. Because, uh, for the period between when... Mr. Boa was uh, Minister for uh, Petroleum. Uh, I suspect he's the one that you made reference to. Yes, Kofi Boa. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't have preview to the data now, but I'm not so sure whether all the time that we slept in darkness, uh, uh, it was as a result of a lesser quantity of generation that then led to the outages for the period. And, 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 and then I did say it wasn't up to four years. Uh, I, I do not know where you have been. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, between 2012 and 2016 was the period where we experienced 
protracted power outages here in the country. Mm. As a matter of fact, do, do you not think that uh, consumers deserve a shadow, even if it's three days, even if it's one week? Because the power outages we've been experiencing have been pretty regular for the past few days. Why have why 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 weren't or why aren't people giving prior notice? Or we we, we just get up and there's no power and nobody explains anything to anything to us. We were we were engaging, okay. Um, in fact, I personally have discussions with the managing director of Wapco to defer the original cut update from second January to the fifth, subsequently seventh, because we're working with Ministry of Finance to as it were, make some funds available to enable us to pay WAPCO. Uh, and so the notification was such that uh, it was really short notice. That's why it probably was not um, uh, communicated by way of, uh, if you like, a shadow. Uh, but remember that uh, we've published shadows even as of two years ago when we were doing the program that we dubbed Doomsie. Uh, there was a need for us to take power off the grid. We communicated to Ghanaian uh, for a very short period. Uh, there was uh, so if uh, the managers deemed that uh, this required public notification, uh, schedule a day or two. Or I, I'm not so sure whether even the advert that you place can be effected within a day. Uh, in any event. Uh, it was on the 9th that WAPCO went off. After of the evening of 10th, they were back because of the payment that had been made to them. Fair enough. In that period, mm-hmm. a shadow publication would have been required. Good. A, a month and a few days ago, specifically December 4, Sunan Asugli announced a shutdown of his power plant over government unpaid debt. After some negotiations, they reversed the decision uh, and government paid um, some 30 million out of 60 million. So, if you just take a month, cl- there have been challenges with the sector, predominantly financial. So, you've just told me that you've made some payment, it, Finance Minister has made some payment, and therefore WAPCO has backed down on its suspension of the, the flow. So, if you look at it over a period of a month, we can say we are having intermittent power supply because of cash flow or financial issues. So if we are just waiting for the next supplier or the next provider to say you should you should pay me, then we go back to the same situation. So what I'm trying to say to you is that what you said does not appear to be the solution. You haven't solved it long term because so, there, oh, there seems to well. be a, a, a sort of a regular cash flow challenge which leads suppliers and and IPPs or power producers to say we are threatening to shut down or we will shut down and then you sort of come back and negotiate. That seems to be the situation we are in. Well, not entirely, okay? And and I say so because uh, the, the two circumstances are different. Uh, what we've done is to uh, keep all the IPP payments current, okay? Effective, I believe, July of 2023. All IPPs are paid on the tier one mechanism under the cash waterfall mechanism. They are paid, I believe, $43 million per month. But there's an outstanding obligation, okay, uh, if you like, historical, that government has paid some, if you recall, in 2017, some significant payments were made 
through bonds that were raised on the SLAP to pay down a huge component of the debt. Subsequently, some additional debt has been accrued, uh, for which we've ring friends and have negotiated uh, largely with all the IPPs. We've reached agreements with some of them. Uh, some that still conversations are ongoing. Okay. Uh, some of them are ugly. Uh, there was some commitment to pay them some money by a certain date. That did not materialize uh, because of some other matters that uh, came up. Uh, and they threatened to pull out, come and engage them. Uh, and they, you know, as it were, relax their threat and, and continue to provide their services. But it will be instructive to, to, to inform you that I've been part of some of the conversations, right? Out of an existing debt uh, of about 1.7 billion, 35% of that is excess capacity payment. Right? A power that we have never, ever used. Because of the overcontracting that the NDC government did. But it's an obligation of the state that has to be paid. So if for some reason, ECG is unable to raise the revenue to pay, Minister of Finance has to come in. So that's, 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 the, that's the government of the problem. Okay, if 35% of uh, 1.7 billion debt is for power that was contracted at the time that we didn't need it, those people ought to be asked questions. Are we? <laughs> and what, what percentage of the, the obligation is for this excess capacity thing you are saying? I've said 35% of the 1.7 billion. Power that we have never used or have never needed. If you got it, yes. And you see, and sorry, and for how long? How long are we supposed to make that payment? How long? Well, you were supposed to pay them when the invoices were issued. You are unable to pay, so it's accumulated over time. Okay, I'm saying that your demand will grow. Yes, and so you need to contract power. No issue. But the volume of power that you contract at every point in time is critical because you pay for it. And so if you need your peak demand is 2,500, you contract 5,000 megawatts of power and expect that that would take 10 years of incremental growth to achieve the 5,000. Your obligation to pay for the 2,500 on a year-by-year Reducing basis until that period where you consume all of it. It's real. But you hear our friends, especially my friends in the NDC, oh, yeah, all sorts of talk. But this is money that could have been used for something else if you had contracted the power incrementally, say, 3,000 or 500 additional and plan yourself or pace yourself such that you increase it by some gradual addition. But that's what they did. In any event, at the time that they were contracting this power, it wasn't as if we were, were even having shortfalling generation. I will send you some documents that you mm. see for yourself. Mm. Okay. Now, in addition to so, all... So that's, the, that's the reality. Okay. And, and, and I am saying that the yes, government has done well in raising the money to pay for it, but the occasional hiccups like the one that we saw in the past few days have come up, and we've dealt with it. 
such that the, 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 the gas flow has been restored and power has been restored to the Ghanaian okay. economy. The, sure that just the an, economy another has. point. Whilst the power supply has been intermittent, the government has now through the GRA Ministry of Finance announced a 15% VAT on electricity consumption for those beyond a certain band. I mean, for from my memory, in February, we had a tariff adjustment upwards by 30%. In June, we had an 18% adjustment. Indeed, it was only the third quarter of last year that we did not have an increment. So we've had consistently, if you compare January to now, over 50-something percent increase in power accumulation. And you are adding a VAT to utilities. What is the logic in that? Well, the rationale, I believe, uh, the Minister of Finance provided in the 2024 budget statement that the, there's a need for us to expand the scope of our tax net, right? And one of the means that they were using to ensure that was to reduce the rate of VAT and to expand the scope of coverage of VAT. Uh, and the expansion of the scope is what has affected the, 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 the payment of electricity tariffs. Okay. Uh, yes, of course, I've heard the, the complaints. Uh, this, this was communicated by a letter that I saw uh, on social media myself yesterday and uh, uh, following comments on social media, on mainstream media this morning. Uh, it's an issue of concern. But I guess that it's important that the Ghana Education Revenue Authority provides education. The Ministry of Finance comes out to spell out clearly the rationale uh, that is applicable on many, many services that we consume. And so if it's extended to electricity, uh, I believe that the rationale ought to be explained uh, for these resources that what goes into paying for the bills that you and I enjoy. And, and so I think that uh, they've thought through it and have put it out there. We need to interrogate for them to provide better clarity uh, for, for, the, for the consumer. Uh, the timing of this, with all the challenges we face in the economy, the massive levels of um, sacrifice Ghanaians have made with the haircuts, inflation, exchange rate things, taxes increase all over. Now you are taxing utilities. I mean, honorable, honestly, this is... It's, it's almost unconscionable that you can add a tax to tariff payment. Tariff already gone up and you are taxing the tariff. It's almost unheard of. You know, why? Why should Ghanaians have to pay? Because the, the tariff itself is going up, right? That's not the tariff is flat. The tariff, I've wait, told wait, you... Wait, 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 we can have the debate. I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I welcome a healthy one. Okay, and I, I, don't, I don't think that works like unconscionable and, you know... Uh, it's, is what is going to, you know, as it were, uh, uh, deal with the issue. Okay, there was a rationale that was provided in the, uh, the 2024 budget statement. Part of IMF conditions was to increase our tax uh, revenue, uh, and so you look, you need to look at the various levels of taxes and and to see how you then manage it such that the impact is minimal. Okay, uh, it's entirely possible that. Some new tax measures could have been introduced that then would have been much more adverse on the Ghanaian. Uh, uh, President has indicated the need for us all to bed and share. The Minister of Finance has indicated. Thankfully, the economic indicators are beginning to look in the right direction. Uh, we are hoping that things will stabilize. Inflation has reduced. Exchange rate 
is stabilizing uh, cost. The pricing mechanism for electricity tariffs includes the exchange rate. And so if the exchange rate is stabilizing, it's coming down. I believe that last month or the last quarter when they did the adjustment, there was actually some reduction, albeit uh, very minimal. Okay. But that's the mechanism that has been put in place to ensure that at least no debt is accumulated in the sector beyond what is already in place. So that the Ghanaian is also called upon by way of some introduction of new taxes to deal with them. And so there's a broad spectrum of issues that you are managing at one time. Uh, yes, the global economy has been challenged. Uh, we all know that. Uh, I just came from UK last night, and uh, for the period that I was there, uh, uh, everybody's complaining. Okay, uh, uh, yes, but the Ghanaian is looking to what he can get. Okay, and government has provided substantial relief in the 2024 budget to address some of these concerns that you raised. And uh, let's all be hopeful. Uh, as the global economic tensions is, uh, I'm sure that uh, some of these things can be reviewed, uh, uh, and 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 we all can can march on this uh, path together uh, to building our. Right. All right. So, uh, so just finally, just to confirm, so based on the payments made, you can confirm that the outages we experienced for the past three days are over. So today, 11th of January, there will be no outage. Hundred percent. Okay, we'll hold you to your word. Thank you for talking to yeah, us. Sure. MP, MP for Secondly, Deputy Minister for the Energy Sector, Honorable Andre Japamesa. Financial issues, you, you were right on point there. Payment has been made, and as I pointed out to him a month ago, Sunona Sogli threatened to shut down, cash flow problems, political matters, VAT on power makes all matters worse. These are, these are rough times, guys. I wanted to ask him a question about the government's strategy to expand mm. access to electricity mm. because that also could mm. have helped deal with the excess capacity issue if indeed there is an excess capacity issue mm-hmm. was another uh, matter that hopefully we, we once we get another opportunity yeah i need clarification on the numbers because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will be interesting to know what the peak demand uh, is mm-hmm. basically and what is available mm. Mm. So that you can get a sense of this. So that we can get a sense of how we don't need things. Yes. Mm. Well, we we didn't put that question to him. I'm sorry, I couldn't couldn't do that. But we'll take some comments. Caleb, what are people saying? He says yeah. that they've paid the money, so the power will come to. There will be no doing so today. Bernard, loads of comments here. Mm. Um, okay, so good morning, Bernard and team. Please. If you are the manager of City, you are the manager of City FM now. If things are not going well at your place, but you came and met them and said you fixed things, and they are no longer the same as before. After some time, if the situation is degenerating to what you met, will you blame it again on the past? Tell the deputy minister of energy to stop throwing dust into our minds. We are not toddlers. If he thinks Ghanaian's minds, Ghanaian minds are shallow. This is Peter from Nungwa. He's not too happy. Good morning, City CBS. Please, our lights went off at uh, Dodoa this morning around 7 a.m. I hope the light would be back soon mm. from E.T. Mensa of Dodoa. Mm. What lies are we being told? You claim we export power. You claim someone has contracted a nation to unsustainable 
contracts. Hmm. How then is it that we are sleeping in darkness? Kofi from Kaswa. Hello, City. Hmm. Good morning. Did I just hear the Deputy Energy Minister mention and blame NDC for the current power problem? Shame on him. I thought the same NPP government said they solved Dumso. Hmm. How did they solve it? Now there is Dumso and they shamelessly blame NDC. It's annoying. Hmm. This pension of NPP apparatchets apparatchets politics. Uh, yeah. Quick to blame NDC for current challenges is a shame. That, okay. Uh, we sell power to CDI, Togo, and Burkina Faso. Why are we not generating uh, the so called excess capacity and sell them to offset our excess capacity debts? Mm. These guys like politics. Hmm. 500 megawatts of power is a lot of power. It is, yes. It's a lot of power. So I remember in, on, on, in December. Mm-hmm. I interviewed, I think that day you were supposed to interview Mr. Mahama, but you had to leave. And I asked him that, just in simple, plain terms, mm. how much is 500 megawatts and how much of a dent would it make? And he said, that was when the IPPs threatened that yeah. they were going to shut down. Mm. He said, look, 500 megawatts was a lot. So, if virtually the whole country is feeling the pinch, then you are right. 500, 500 megawatts, megawatts like, is a lot. Somebody saying it's, it's like the whole of Ashanti region, wow. the whole of Central and parts of Volta. So if That's you, if how you look much at regions. So Ashanti is like the biggest region in Ghana. Mm-hmm. If you add that to Central and possibly half of Volta, that's a lot of power. That is being... Um, um, that was shit. Yeah. You know, we, we probably need to deal with this excess capacity issue because, you know, it's become political football. Yes. And I think what we need to do is to try and unravel it properly. Yes. Because what's happening is that the NDC obviously would attack the MPP for the power crisis we're facing and the MPP is trying to say that it was problems that they inherited. Yeah, so, and trust me, it's six years or seven yeah. years. So, we, we need to look at the nature of the contracts that were signed. But the, the truth though is that the way the power goes off without announcement is pretty annoying. Yeah. And the ECG has been making a lot of noise about raising revenue. So, when people have this power challenge and the ECG is quiet, yeah. you know, that's the issue. I think the government must find a way of letting people know, even if it's just for one week. Now, look, your power is going to go off because you have this problem and you're going to deal with it. I don't know whether because you're having these IMF discussions or whatever, they feel like they need to control the information so they don't have to admit it. But Ghanaians are smart. We know. If there's no power, we know. You know? And I say, Doomso is one of the ones that people cannot hide because you can say there's no money in the system. People will say it's normal. But if there's no power, Charlie, that one, one people will not forgive I'm you. having lights out this morning at Malijo, close to Valley View University. Hmm. Did the deputy minister say no Doomso today? Hmm. Jesse from Sakumono, good morning. With the comments from the Deputy Minister Bernard, I give up. So that's from okay, Sami? that's from Sami from Kung. Okay. Now, uh, the, the first one... Yeah, Jesse from, from Sakumono is saying, listening to the Deputy Minister speak this morning is getting me angry. Hmm. Would be better served listening to music. He speaks of excess capacity payments for energy we don't need. Yet, just last month, his government has signed new power agreement. That's Jesse from Sakumono speaking. Mm. My side of Teshinungwa, no light since yesterday, uh, since last night. Mrs. Sama Chuku sent mm. that through. Mm. 
Um, good morning, City. Is the minister you are interviewing telling us that Doomsaw is defined as inability of government to buy gas or what? Says Doomsaw is when it is four years and when it is caused by some other factors, something, something. Uh, I don't really know. Is it that the big schools they have attended have different definitions than what we know on the streets? Please so tell the minister, light off at OEB not hmm. too long ago, so his promise has failed. Hmm. <laughs> not from OEB. Okay, and then there's one I find. Okay, we can, we can do it some more. Is there more? No, I think if you've done a couple of them. Well, he says that the situation has been solved, so by tomorrow. He says today. <laughs> you don't think so? Honorable uh, Messer, my good friend, cannot tell me the problem has been solved. Mm. You see. The, the they don't have the money. They yeah. know they don't have the money. But mm. outside of the money, the issues that have been in the same whereby ECG did that uh, revenue collection drive mm-hmm. was part of it. Try to raise money. Mm-hmm. Have the ministries been paying their bills regularly? We know they have still not. They owe mm. more than anybody. Mm. They are still not paying. Mm. Those are the things that contribute to these things. Mm-hmm. Rural electrification. If you were able to increase mm-hmm. access, mm-hmm. it means yes. you can collect more revenue yep. again yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And then again, like I said, I really also want to know whether we have excess capacity. Hmm. This, this uh, we, I, we, what is our current demand? Because I think we are uh, peak demand is something around three thousand five hundred. If I'm not mistaken, I don't want to hazard play with numbers right now. Okay, but I'm trying to get that information. Yeah. Okay, it's well, a, and what our dependable capacity is mm. so that we can run the difference at the moment. Very important, very, very important. But I, I, I do not believe a word of what Anabol Ejapa Mesa said. I doubt that, as in that the money has been paid and therefore the the the, the gas that was because GMP is apparently See, old. Babco. You made this point. What you cannot hide, Doomsa is something you cannot hide. We have had power challenges mm-hmm. for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Our lives have been going on and off mm-hmm. for the past year and a half, just not on a very large scale. Mm-hmm. There are days once in a while they'll give you boom, then they'll issue a statement <laughs> and tell you, "Oh, we have some small problem." Mm-hmm. But we've had power challenges. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. So, however nicely you couch it, does not change the fact that it's an ongoing problem. So you don't like, think it's, a, it's been solved finally? It's probably been it's a palliative. Like they've paid some money, the post return the gas. Then when there's a new a due payment, they'll probably say, of course. Yeah, so it's of like you're running. So he should not tell us if so. They, well, they, they have a cash waterfall mechanism. Let's hear from Nana Amuisi the seventh executive director for IES. He spoke yesterday, explaining his knowledge of the matter. There is no Ghanaian that is not experienced in this situation. Everywhere you go, you find our outages. I've been in Cape Coast for the past three days, and um, I I have not enjoyed power for more than forty eight hours in the last three days. And so it tells you uh, the kind of situation we find ourselves in. You are reporting from Accra that we've had a challenge. In Cape Coast, um, in Mankestim, in the Kunfi Aburu, and all over the place, everybody have power outage. As we speak today, at this moment, um, the entire Ekunfi, almost um, the, the whole section of Ekunfi, is out of power. I see. What explanations from the technical side do we have? Well, uh, the, 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 the generation bit is having that challenge. It's not like um, the plants are not ready to work, the plants are ready to work, but the fuel 
um, and this time we're talking about natural gas that is to be fed into the plant to get it running and put the power on the grid for us to get uh, it in our various homes and businesses has been the challenge. Uh, in the Western Corridor, GMPC is able to move power from Atwabo to the Western Corridor. And so, except uh, T1 that is not working, all the power plants in the Western Corridors are working. But to move that natural gas from the Western Corridor to the Eastern Corridor has been the challenge because WAPCO is the transporter or the transmitter of this natural gas. And they have chosen not to, uh, you know, move the gas. They shut down their valves. And so no, no single, you know, um, uh, or uh, no, no amount of gas is moving from the Western Corridor to the Eastern Corridor. Yes, of course, we are getting the end gas or the supply of gas from Nigeria uh, to the Eastern Corridor, but it's not more than 555 million per kvc. And so um, the only plant that is having, taking this uh, Nigeria gas supply is uh, um, Asogli. And it will surprise you that Asogli that's supposed to even produce about 55, 550 megawatts is producing less than 200 megawatts because only two uh, of the plants can run. Only two generators can run with the kind of supply they're getting from Nigeria. So the major challenge is hauling the natural gas from the Western Corridor to the Eastern Corridor for power plants in Tema Enclave, particularly to get running. And, so the, and the, haulage, the haulage, uh, the challenge with the haulage is not technical, but it's financial, isn't it? Of course, as we all understand. And, and going forward, uh, we did indicate last year that our major challenge in the sector will be a, a financial in, in kind. And it's going to linger uh, for a long time. And uh, we'll be seeing more of this doom so even as we draw closer to the end of the year. Because until we position ourselves to um, generate enough revenue in the sector to pay all the players, at one moment you'll find that WAPCO will open the valve, but then other plants will also choose to shut down because government owes them. So all our issues today... It's financial, and we pray that we don't get technical issues coming to compound the situation. Before we came into the new year, there was a standoff between the IPPs and the government. It appears that problem was solved, or was it a quick-fix solution which has become a problem again? Well, of course, the quick-fix, we all know. And uh, as we speak today, the amount of revenue that we generate... Uh, from the power sector, um, vis-a-vis the cost incurred, uh, is far less. And so, if I should use uh, a simple analogy, you use 10 cities to generate power, but at the end of the day, you're receiving just about 7 cities from the sale of the power. How will you be able to, you know, pay all the cost components within that stream? It's going to be very difficult. So, we are piling up debts in the sector. And when you pile up that, it means that you are not able to pay the, the, the utilities in the sector. At one moment, it may be the transmitter. At another moment, it may be a generator that you are not able to pay or, uh, um, you know, uh, a transmitter of uh, same power like Grico. And so we have a whole lot of issues in the sector. We pray that government find the right tuning uh, 
and generate more revenue to probably cover all the costs. Other than that, we we are likely to see the power sector debt uh, increasing every month. It's interesting you mentioned revenue there. I'm looking at the Facebook post of John Abdullah Jinapo. He served as Minister for Power in the Mahama government. He's MP for Yapeku. So uh, let me read the post and ask you to comment. He says, Government to impose value-added tax, that's VAT, on residential electricity consumers. The Akufado Baumia-led government has taken taxation to another level by deciding to charge VAT on residential electricity consumption. It must be made abundantly clear the residential usage of electricity has always been considered a social good and has always been exempted from VAT. In the wake of the ever-increasing economic hardships, the government through the Ghana Revenue Authority, GRA, has directed all electricity and power-producing companies to apply the get fund levy of 2.5%, NHIL 2.5%, and VAT rate of 12.5% on the value of the energy they supply to residential consumers. This can be classified as a fresh tax that will add extra burden to consumers. By this, consumers must prepare to pay more for the electricity they consume in the coming days. Without any shred, without any shred of doubt, the introduction of this new tax has been occasioned by the IMF conditions imposed on Ghana. What do you know about this? Is it true? Definitely, um, it is the case. And uh, we, we, we deem this as uh, retrogressive. And uh, it's a situation that is going to compound the problems in the sector. If you apply these levies, then of course you are choosing to um, ask consumers to pay more for power consumed. If any other, you know, sector player or investor is looking at this situation, they will advise themselves to the extent that they will invest in the sector. Because when you increase the tariff, you are increasing the burden on consumers. They may be compelled to either shy away from that power system or bypass the system by way of theft as well. When they bypass the system and probably resort to um, uh, generators or probably uh, renewable energy, then, of course, you are going to get excess capacity, of which will come with other cost dimensions. You have to pay for same. And so what government is doing is rather going to worsen the situation that we have today is going to make the power sector unattractive. It's going to uh, increase, uh, you know, the, 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 the stealing and the theft in the sector. And uh, we, we think that it's, going, it's not going to stop any situation here. Nana Moisi, the seventh, executive director of IES, he says, this is not yet Uhuru. Indeed, he expects the situation to get worse. In direct contrast to what the deputy minister said to me, Nana Moisi was speaking on Iowa Times Day. His points very much in sync with what is saying. Well, we have 24 hours to check whether the power has gone off. All those who said they had power that went off last night and two days ago, tell us whether your power has come back or not and whether it has stayed on because tomorrow we we'll discuss this as well. 847 Heritage Christian College is set up to provide the missing link in tertiary education through conviction, character, development, creativity, compassion and community. We are created by GTEC Affiliate C. We are at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. Then under experienced faculty who has color practitioners, financial support is available. We offer flexible payment terms of 25% discount for all freshers. Call 054-777-731 or 0202-298-399 or dial star 789 star 300 hash or go to hcuc.edu.gh.
Now, hey there, looking for a one-stop solution for all your needs? Look no further than the Breeze app. The Breeze app has uh, the most affordable rights in town. And you can also pay your ECG smart meter prepaid bills on the app. The app also offers you instant car insurance and gas cylinder refilling minutes. We've got you covered. But that's not all. You can shop for items from any market near or far and Breeze will deliver them to you instantly. Breeze can even ship to you right here in Ghana. So say goodbye to the stress and say hello to convenience with the Breeze app. Just download that from the App Store or the Google Play Store. And if you're a builder, a homeowner, block maker, then Diamond Cement is your number one option. They have two types, 42.5 hour grade and 32.5 hour grade. If you want to speak to Diamond Cement, please speak to them directly on 244 Three three six eight or zero five four zero one 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 nine seven eight or zero two zero two zero two one one seven five diamond cement still hard as a diamond. More comments on the power situation. Caleb will help us. Yes, Bernard. Mm. Much, much earlier. Pram, pram. No lights. Mm. My side of Tishinungwa has no license mm. yesterday. Mm. It's low voltage, not low current. Someone said that. Thank you for the correction, Tishinungwa. Almost on a daily basis. Good morning, <laughs> City CBS. My lights go off at 12 noon and come back at 2 a.m. Mm. It's a 14 hour off, 10 hour off for noon us. To 2 a.m. And I'm for my jaw. Send okay. that through. Hi, I think the selection of areas affected by the load shedding is a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. I live uh, in an area of zero load shedding in Accra. We have no idea what you are talking about mm. practically. It seems the powerful voices who can speak to the issues are often silenced with comfort. Mm. The rich are getting richer. The poor are suffering harder. Mm. He says anonymous. He didn't tell us where he was listening no, from. No, 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 so we know why he's not having yeah. so. Okay. Good morning, Bernard. Morning. Gan Odumase, our light went off on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mm. and then it came back on Sunday at 9 p.m. Why are you serious? It went off More at than 24 PM. hours. Yeah, it went off at 10 p.m. and came back at 4 a.m. Mm. That part of Odumase had light off. Went off on Monday at 10 a.m. and then back at 7:30. Light went off on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Mm. This is from Agnes Opoku, mm. who has sent us her load shedding experience plan. He has her own calendar. Yeah. A few more: zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We're talking about the power situation in the country, and lots of people testifying to the doomshaw. Yeah. The deputy minister says they've made a payment for Ghana Gas to the Wapco to deal with that matter. Yeah. So the Doomso that we got the first few days, indeed, that doesn't mean it was Doomso, mm. but it says that the load shedding or the power that you do not have, mm. today there will be power. More comments coming in. It's highly unconscionable for these guys to take Ghanaians for a ride by slapping VAT on electricity tariffs. These guys are heartless and shameless to say the least. <laughs> there is a financial situation at hand, but ECG had money to go buy motorbikes for Ghana police, but... Huh? Uh, their MD isn't available to answer questions. When are we going to get serious as a nation? Francis Oakley. Tema. Yeah, in wait, December. Wait, they did what? You were not here. There was a, ah, a donation. You are not here. It was part of their CSR. They did a donation to motorbike. the police of yes, motorbikes. They, they gave them the 200 C- bikes, I believe. Yeah. It's 200 bikes. The ECG. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did what? As part of their CSR, yes, made a donation so, to the Ghana police, Ghana police of motorbikes. Motorbikes. They bought bikes. Don't motorbikes. forget that when they go about their revenue... Enforcement, they go with them. Don't forget that when they do their, they have this thing they do with them when they were doing the meter thing. So they actually partnered them to do it. So I think the ECG felt like they needed to thank the police, so they gave them motorbikes. (laughs) 
0549986996. More comments coming in on the show. Yes, Bernard, good morning. This poster of the Deputy Minister and the Akufado government is the reason why we are where we are. They never admit their abysmal performance. After seven years in government, you're still blaming the previous government, mm-hmm. Jones and Dubois, from La Senda through. Good morning, Bernard and team. On the issue of ECG and Doomso, I want to find out from the ECG why they've installed postpaid meters for over a year, uh, yet efforts to get my bill has proven futile. In fact, they asked me to go take pictures and videos and video my meter for my bill, yet it's amounted to nothing. I need help. You didn't add your name. Not. Okay, this is Philip in New Tafo. Akim. Okay. Good morning. We Good morning. should push for public servants and ministers to pay for their utilities and mm. let's see if they can rationalize increases and VATs. <laughs> Ebo from Osu. Mm. It's clear he was just waiting for the opportunity to blame the NDC. Mm. He seemed to be stammering at the beginning of the interview. Mm-hmm. As soon as he finished blaming NDC, he found his voice shaking my head. Hello. You didn't add your name. Hello. Good morning, Bernard and Good morning. Our Deputy Minister of Energy is annoying. Mm. You see how he was quick to attack the words Bernard used instead of addressing the issue? Mm. Okay. okay. That's Malik. Uh, If you're listening to us, it means you have some power. <laughs> whether it's on a battery, whether I listen in a car. It's been a tough couple of years. We don't need Doomsaw to compound it. The government should do everything possible to prevent that. 9.15, we're bringing you Effective Living Series. Mikua Gaze is on, on the show talking to Apioko. Uh, okay, so the other day, at the start of the week, you you did a pop quiz. Yes. Right? When you play an instrument. No, so let me ask you, who's instrumental? Here we go now, feel the flow. <laughs> so you said which, you were going to quiz somebody. Now they're quizzing you. Yeah, but I can answer. So, okay, okay which group song is this? Uh, Naughty by Nature. Very good. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that bad, you know? <laughs> You can try again. You know? <laughs> Naughty by I've Nature. I've done this work for long. <laughs> you know, when I hear that, when I hear that, it's a very nice song. Oh, yeah. Naughty by Nature. So, Bernard, the topic for today's Effective Living series is emotional intelligence and building strong personal Mm -hmm. value systems. Mami Ekuya Gezi is our guest today. The biggest challenge in the power sector is the ECG. Mm -hmm. This is from a source who has been in the sector for long. Now, the source is telling me that ECG is not able to pay for transmission, making Greco ineffective. They are unable to pay GMPC. Um, Please start again. So th- this person has been okay. in the sector for long. He says, yeah. he said, bro, yes. the biggest challenge in the power sector is the ECG. Mm-hmm. ECG is not able to pay for transmission, making Greco ineffective. They are unable to pay GMPC to onwardly pay for gas at WAPCO. They are unable to pay generating companies, yet they can find the money to produ- procure motorbikes for the police. We haven't, seen, we haven't seen anything yet. And then he now analyzes the energy sector supply outlook mm-hmm. from okay. 2022 to 2027. And okay. what, what, how does it look like? <sighs> Looks dark, literally. So he's sort of comparing the off-peak period to the peak period capacity with hydrological data, gas flow data. He says our deficit will soon hit as high as 900 megawatts in the next couple of so years. So there's a deficit? if practical measures are not taken to contain the situation. You see, which is why I was saying that um, we need 
it's not a Japan message we need to have this conversation with. A meeting of minds on the real situation when it comes to the capacity. Prempe. The minister His himself. Minister. Image, mm-hmm. Wherever it is you are hiding from. Mm. Image. Don't emerge in the good times. Emerge. You see, because he must answer that question about whether we still have excess capacity. We need to know what our dependable capacity is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what it is now. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. it is very, very important. Can we meet the second mind? one? Yeah. The point your friend from the industry raises about the ECG debts. Mm-hmm. You see, ECG chased the general public for their revenue. Correctly yes. so. We owe them. We must pay. Yeah. To the extent that even secondary schools have to go on prepaid. Oh, yes. On prepaid. Yes. We are paying. And they, like I said, we so fully support yeah, right. it. Yeah. And they raked in a lot of money. And I think it's something that they've kept up. Yep. But we also need to know from ECG and the Energy Ministry, what is the current state of the government's debt Good question. to ECG? Yes. How much of that have they recouped? You see? Because once that is paid, Perhaps it gives ECG some room to maneuver because then they can pay all the other people in that chain. Mm-hmm. So there are some significant questions that we need to be able to make progress here. Mm-hmm. We are not, we have not left the trouble. Honorable Japan, I don't think he came to say we, we will no, not buy it. I think, let's be fair. Let me just, let's be, see, you see, I'm just saying that in terms of the yesterday power. So he's saying that we called him because for the past three days, there's been no power. Yeah. So a payment has been made. So the thing has been But when you look at the long term, it's not been solved. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying that his context was that the situation you had over the past three days. But but Aloski, I will not buy that because I am not interested in when I, past three in, days. in having power for three days and then, then next go month off for two days and then no, that is how how does a country run like that? Mm. That is not a sustainable way to plan. Mm-hmm. That is not a sustainable way to plan. It's so inefficient. Mm-hmm. So there is a problem, yeah. obviously which requires us to hear from certain people to give us proper information. Or we can also look for the the analysis and give it to the public as well because some of these are doc- public documents, right? So yes. analyzing the demand outlook, the generation adequacy analysis, ah. transmission reinforcement requirements, mm-hmm. putting all of those that are, together. Those are critical things yeah, so. that will give us clues into why we are here. And I go back to say that I think at the base of this is money. Because oh, you let mentioned me, let me come debts to the con- and all the of conclusion that. Okay. Okay. of the document. So this is a 2022 um, energy power. The, 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 let me just read it. It's called a power supply energy electricity supply plan. Electricity supply plan for 2022 and beyond. Okay. All right. So the following conclusion can be drawn from the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Estimated amount of 872.8 MMUSD or million US dollars will be required to buy natural gas to run the thermal plants. Okay, what's the, what's the number again? 872.8 million USD. 872. So an average monthly of 72.7 million dollars, mm-hmm. including provision for LCO, mm-hmm. diesel, and HFO during the gas outage period. Mm-hmm. Which leads to a total of almost nine hundred and eighty-eight million dollars required to buy fuel for twenty twenty-two. That was the first point. Second point was the relocation of the two fifty Ameri plant from Takwadi to Kumasi to reduce transmission system losses significantly, which will also improve the voltage regulation in Kumasi and its environs. Mm-hmm. The third point was that the existing generating capacities will not be adequate to serve the projected demand 
with mm-hmm. 18% reserve margin for any of the planning years. Let me repeat. The existing generating capacities. So when you put everything together, hydro, thermal, mm-hmm. gas, solar, the existing generating capacities will not be adequate to serve the projected demand with 18% reserve margin for any of the planning years. We are talking 2022-2026. The timely completion of the committed projects barely has adequate generation up to 2024. So this is the real issue. Additional generation capacity will be needed from 2023, which is the year before this mm-hmm. uh, this one we are in. Specifically, we need 184 megawatts, 187 megawatts, 114 megawatts, and 337 megawatts additional generation capacity in this respective year. So for 2023, we need 184 megawatts mm-hmm. to what was in 2022. Then 2024, which is this year, we need 187 in addition to the 184 we needed last year. Mm. For 2026, we need 114 megawatts. And then by 2027, we need 337 megawatts. All right. Now, based on the above conclusion, the following recommendations were made. Due to the growing electricity demand in Ghana, there's an urgent need to make arrangements to increase gas supply volumes for mm-hmm. more thermal generation. It's also very important to make necessary investments towards an improved gas supply reliability owing to the increasing dependency on natural gas for power generation. Two, efforts should be expedited to complete the relocation of the 250MW Ameri power plant to Kumasi by September of the previous year to uh, create a new generation enclave to reduce those losses. Three, we need a new generation enclave between Kaswa and Winneba to improve network stability and supply reliability to Accra. The results of analysis and supply demand outlook for the medium term which is last year to 2027, mm-hmm. indicate that existing generation capacity will not be adequate to serve projected demand. I think this is the, re- the most important point. The existing, as of end 2022, generating capacity will not be adequate to serve projected demand with the required 18% reserve margin for any of the planning years in the medium term. So we need a timely completion of the 400 megawatt bridge power project to barely have adequate generation up to next year which is this year. So that bridge power project of 400 megawatts is desperately needed. For 2025 and beyond, we need to initiate a competitive least cost procurement of some additional generation capacity, 51, 392 and others, to continue to adequately meet Ghana's power supply demand with the required 18%. So all the things I'm saying is saying that you need an 18% required reserve margin so you can have a buffer when there's a challenge. And the basic point that the report is saying is that the demand supply outlook from last year to 2027 indicate that the existing generation capacity will not be adequate to serve the projected demand with the 18% reserve margin. Mm. All right. There are other things we need to do. We need to replace the existing 200 MVA auto transformer on the Ghana Cote d'Ivoire line at Pristia. We need to replace existing 200 MVA line at Ghana Burkina tie-in line at a place called Nayingia. Um, we need to retrofit and scale up operations of Valco. We need to upgrade the existing 161 KV line in Western Corridor. Some of these have been done, I need to yeah, say. some of them have been done. Um, we need renewable energy to also be increased. Quite a number of things need to be done. So I think the most important point we've made was that based on the 2022 demand analysis, we need more power than we have. Yes. Right, so when you say we have to go and unravel this um, so-called excess capacity, you are right. We need to go into it and yes. understand what you it see, is. If, if because if we had, mm. 
I don't think the conversation around needing more power would come up. Because if we had excess, the excess should be there for us to feed on. But clearly, from the numbers, we do need to find ways of generating this power or else we'll have a lot more of this doomsday situation on our hand. Mm-hmm. More comments? More comments? Better, there are more comments here. People are sharing with us how the situation is impacting them. Um, Richard from Kufordia says, I went to the shop to spray the bonnet of my car. It took three days to finish because of power outages. The sprayer uh, has four apprentices. They did only my they did only my work in three days, which they charged me for three hundred Ghana cities. How is he going to feed the team and his family with that amount? Look, Doomsaw is more serious than any issue we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Richard from Kofordia said that. Mm. Good morning, Bernard and the CBS team. Please help me call on ECG to come to the aid of some section of citizens living in Tishi Asesewa near Martin Sowa Road in the Greater Accra region. We've been without electricity for the past 36 hours. Mm. I personally called ECG via this number. She pro- he provides the number on Monday. Yeah. Despite of our four follow-ups. Well, I, I wanted to say something when you spoke about well, ECG. Despite of our four follow-ups. Right. Yeah. Go, go further, guys. You remember, to be fair to ECG, yeah. they actually did raise revenue when they did that thing. I think there's a problem. I, I considered that. This is what happens. I think in the past, ECG monies were ECG monies. Mm-hmm. But based on a new system created, when you make a payment to ECG, it goes directly to the consolidated fund. Mm-hmm. So, and because of the way money is mixed up, I'm not sure. There's a cash portal for mechanism. Maybe we need to call Bembachi to ask how that's working. But I feel like sometimes you may not be able to see the growth in their revenue because of the, the new arrangement of putting their monies directly into the consolidated fund. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Yeah. So we are not... I don't know if like there was a direct way in which when they raise the revenue, it goes to pay Gridco and Gridco then goes to pay the so-called mm-hmm. cash portal for mechanism. We need to look at how that's working. But Because but, I need to say that in the last one year, that drive actually did raise their revenue. And I did, and I did admit that. Yeah. But the point I'm making is mm. the, the, the purpose for which that drive was done mm. when they started it, we're told, mm. was to raise the funding to pay off some of these things. Yes. So whether it goes to the consolidated fund, whether there's a new formula, we were told yeah. that we need to be prompt with our payments. We need to be fair to ECG because they have a lot of people who they need to service. So pay up. And they raised a significant chunk of money. We had Mr. Mahama here to tell us about what they were doing. In fact, they've come up with innovative ways mm-hmm. of raising more revenue, which is fine. So what is the problem? Which is why I also asked, what is the status of the government's debt to ECG as well? Because that is also part yeah. of the revenue mobilization. Yeah, right. The revenue mobilization effort cannot be just, just let just us go and go to the uh, private citizens. No. The state is a significant debtor. Yeah. To ECG. It's a serious situation. We'll take a short break reflecting on the matters. Um, if you, okay, before we do the break, if you can read a few final comments before, right. because when we come back, we're going to yeah. the next issue. Despite over four follow ups via calling the ECG number above, we are still in darkness as of this morning, Wednesday, 10th January. So this was yesterday, actually. The person mm-hmm. sent it, yes. All efforts to get ECG to fix the fault has proven futile. I believe with City amplifying this issue, ECG and its Where is he writing from? He's writing from Tishi Asesewa, Joshua Clue. Uh, and he says, What's the problem? 
He says they have not had power in the last 36 hours. They've followed up and they've not had any feedback at all. So that's his concern. Teshi Asasawa. That's worrying. Um, Alowski, the narrative is false. Mm. The numbers are not adding up. And now a VAT on utilities. Hmm. Has the NPP research team finally concluded that the party will lose election 2024 and elements in the government are trying to cushion their lives with a take-home package? What kind of hardship is this? Meanwhile, I truly voted for this party because I believed in them. Shocking. Hmm. K from Accra is not happy at all. Hmm. Um, okay, so these have these have been read uh, much, right. much earlier. Okay, which instrument is this? Which song? Oh, is this? This is, this is, yeah, give us a more difficult one. Give us a more difficult one. Give, give us give us like some 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 hip hop thing. I think the local ones we know them because they lo- you know the thing about intros is that a lot of the hip hip life intros. I know that different. It's the high lives that really are different. <laughs> you know, if you listen to like, even Joyful Incorporated, mm. when they start a song, yeah. the way they do the horns, you know what song That's they are true. singing. They have, they have this song. <laughs> No, no, no. Drum oh, song. okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they always use the horns to differentiate the songs. Kojanti also does that a lot. Oh. Uh, these days, because of the way they do the beats, it's very... Yeah, they just drop the beat in the They start shouting. When I was speaking of Kojanti, I met him yesterday. Where, 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 where did you meet him? You know, okay. Maestro. We live in the same neighborhood, so... Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and did, you speak to, did you speak to him? Oh, he drove past. I just stood and watched and... Oh, you should call him and say... I've seen a legend. Oh, you should have spoken to him. <laughs> Just a quick one before we enter into the next effective, segment, living, effective series. living series. Yes. That's in like five minutes. Mm. Honey, I did a museum tour. Of which part of, of the world? Of mm. all the places I went. Everywhere mm. I went. New York City? Everywhere I went. I a museum, museum tour. tour. What did you, you see? And I was happy with the Ghana impact in some of in, in the, in, yes. Okay, what do you mean? You know, so I went, I visited the Equal Justice Initiative mm-hmm. in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And our own Kwame Akuto Banfu. Okay. You know, he's a sculptor. Mm-hmm. Um, the Inchinchin Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, amazing, amazing work he's done there. Ghanaians are respected globally. You know, um, I went to the Museum of uh, African American History as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. There in Washington, D.C. Um some Ghana effect there, right? Ghana effect everywhere. Yeah, present. And also picked up a couple of things. Some things that we've spoken about here, because we have, we are very big on tourism and all those mm-hmm. things, you know. Bernard, you know, I was with my nephew. Mm-hmm. We booked um, the Equal Justice Initiative. Mm-hmm. We had booked uh, a, a two-hour mm-hmm. tour mm-hmm. of the Equal Justice Initiative. Mm-hmm. We got, we entered at twelve. Mm-hmm. We left at four thirty. Is it that yeah, we have not completed what we were doing inside? How big is the place? Four and a half hours. You, look, Where is you this? were required the whole day to just go through to go through it, and there's no guide. If you could just you, you do your own tour, you are doing your own tour, For just in different stages. So it's not coming the, from Zulium. The curation, you know, the storytelling. Oh my God, Bernard, were there people there? Bernard, if your time card will suck you. Wow, <laughs> because the traffic. Wow, you know? and for me. I was amazed by it because we are doing the year of return here. And if you go to the Equal Justice Initiative, the first part of it mm-hmm. deals with the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. And so the the Ghana story is it's, part it's of there. that. It's there. And just how extensive it is. Mm. And these are domestic tourists. 
You know, of course, of course. They are visiting in their numbers, and you are paying good money. Oh, Bernard. So the God is not done. It's just the beginning. We should do more. Bernard, we have so, so much, much to do. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not saying we can do the same thing, but it's something we've spoken about. Why can't we do the same no, thing? No, I'm just talking about the experience. Mm. You know, sometimes it's it's very annoying. You know, I drove. It was we. I think we drove for three hours from where we were to Alabama for mm-hmm. that, and spent four and a half hours there. Mm. We had this conversation about you drive six hours from here to somewhere, and then and the after fifteen minutes, mm. everything is done. You, you are you are done yeah, with exhausted. the tour. Yeah. You are exhausted mm. with There's what you needed to see. see. Mm. There's so much more we can do with what we have, and we have a lot. We have a lot. So for you, the tourism. This is what I want to say. If you if you ask me, one of the things this government has done, which is good, I'll say it was a year of return, right? But we need to build on it. Yes. What I'm saying that like 2019 was a good year. COVID interrupted that. So you're right. If the if the government would take tourism more seriously, and they would be more consistent with some of the things that have been done from 2019. The, the the appeal of Ghana to the diaspora community. For oh, example, there's a lot. See, See hold if on. you had a, if you had, a, if, I'm not going to like the journey from Accra. As our friend, our friend was telling me that this Christmas, most people who came to visit them, the first place they want to hit is Cape Coast. It's like when people come yeah. from America, pilgrimage. They want to go to Cape Coast, right? Yeah. Why don't you have a dual carriage straight road to Cape Coast? Do you get mm-hmm. it? You could increase your because if people look at Kasua or they look at Budumbura, they're like Charlie. I'm not going to go. So if you had like the infrastructure for Accra to Cape Coast developed in a way that said, look, there's in an airport or something. Yeah. Do you get me? Because it matters. Look, America, they have money. Yeah. <laughs> Americans have money. <laughs> and they want to travel. Yeah. Do you get it? And Ghana, we speak English. Ghana is safe. Yeah. Do you get yeah. it? We can do proper hoteling, proper events, theme parks. Yeah. As you said, you go to Cape Coast Castle, there's this boring guy repeating the same boring story. What you went to see in the place you yeah. went to, it was audiovisual, yeah. it was immersive. Yeah, there's a there's a oh. there's a Kwame Akutubafu documentary called Lost Ancestors. Mm. Wow. There's a, a theater that is within the Equal Justice Initiative mm. that shows mm. this mm. Lost Ancestors. Yes. Mm. I've done the Cape Coast tour. Mm. I've not seen Lost Ancestors there. And this is Ghana. This is Gidema- they are doing it in America. They wow. came from there to come and film him here. Wow. Talking wow. him about slavery, slave trade, him trying to figure it out his motivations for the projects that he's working mm-hmm. on it was absolutely amazing so what's his name again he's world famous just mm-hmm. googling you know we, we can do so much more mm. with the storytelling mm. the year of return is amazing mm. but we've turned it into dirty december yeah <laughs> concerts music jams, no, jams. the party is fine the party let's is party but we need to have there's much from more. january yes to november yeah. what else do we offer uh, the party is not enough because you see when you want to repeat something to give you revenue, yeah. you see, this is the thing. When you talk about the year of return and all the things you have to do, it's not just events. Yeah. If you can't, because people want places to go to do meaningful things. Yeah. It's not just spend money, play music and jam. Okay, if you come with a group of lecturers from West Indies and they are here for three weeks, do they have enough places to go for them to want to bring their kids and their friends every year? Yeah. It's not just about going to Dirty December. No, we have to think beyond that. You know, so I, I agree with you that when you, and this is what pains me, we travel abroad and see these things. And I always say, time doesn't change anything. Look, I was in the UK in 2000 and whatever. They, ha- they have speed cameras. They don't have them. I went to the museums in Washington and I said, ah, and this is 2011, it's 12-ish, right? We still don't have them. So, and our leaders travel. And, in fact. And visit the museums with us. <laughs> and our public parks are deteriorating. Every minister who comes to office, there's travel on the agenda. 
conferences, Dubai, America, Brazil. What are they learning? What are they bringing that it is? You just understand? So it's, we are not committed to implementing change. That's where the real issue is. So please, let's push. Tourism guys are doing well. I need to say, tourism ministry, if you ask me to push in this country, it's one of the top ministries of this government. Yeah, I'll say it's tourism. They work hard. You know, from the previous minister to this minister, they have done well. Because they if you look at hard. the things they've done, the guy at tourism, what's the guy's name? Akwesi Ajiman. He's done very well. Okay, they've done, they are one of the few, in fact, last month I was at the program, they invited some South African guys to come and invest in tourism. They are pushing, you know, but... But isn't that where the finance minister talked about the cathedral thing? He was trying to smoke <laughs> the cathedral into the tourism, <laughs> but we didn't buy it. Yeah. We'll take a break. You we'll drive back. Stay with us. What is for the flavor? This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Living Series 2024. My name is Apioko. If you're listening to us on City FM or watching us on City TV, then I'll have you know that this week, week one of the Effective Living Series, we're looking at personal development and particularly building resilient foundations. Now, we've been talking a lot about resilience and, you know, ourselves. But now this um, today, we're just going to look a little bit at how us as individuals connect with other people. And so our topic for today is emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. Before I introduce my guests, I'll have you know that this series is sponsored by Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana Limited, as well as Enterprise Life. And we're very happy that they're on board. Proud sponsors, making sure that we can give you all the tips and all the wonderful things that you need to know to thrive in 2024 and beyond. Now it's time to introduce my guest. She is the managing partner of 565 Limited, Mami Gazi. I don't think she needs an introduction, but I'm introducing her for the benefit of those of you who haven't experienced her magic just yet. Mami, you're very welcome. Thank you. It's good to have you as well. Nice to be here. Great. Emotional intelligence. Yes. Value systems. Yes. The works. Yes. I mean, where do we even begin? I mean, I think... We've been throwing around the word values a lot. Yeah. These days, oh, it's it's not part of my values. It's not one of my <laughs> values, you know. But really, when we break it down, what does it mean when yeah. we say a person has values? Values. Good. So I'd like to start from where values are derived from. Okay. I want us to understand that we all grew up with things that we are told are the truth, whether we have whether we have the, the, the supporting um, evidence or not, I'll use myself as an example. Growing up, my mom used to say, you needed to be in Sunday school as a child. She <laughs> felt it was her responsibility. I had no argument or space for that argument. And it's because she was building in me and my siblings the belief of Christ, salvation, and trinity. So when you get through that system, you build a belief system. And the belief system gives you this idea of what holds truth for you as an individual. 
Now, when you have been given that system, you grow to begin to behave in a particular way. So the, that, that, that gives you behavior. So your behaviors are the external expressions of your, of your belief. Because I've been told about Christ and salvation and all of that. I tend to then um, know that I have to go to church. I have to read my Bible, do my quiet time, and it has become part of me. I mean, before I even got saved personally. Now, once you groom those behaviors, you begin to have things that you hold very dear. So the word value, just as you would have in anything, is anything you hold as important. So you have gold. You have um, assets, you have buildings, and you hold them very valuable. It means you invest your time, your monies, your resources, everything else in. So values are really what you hold as very important as a person. Wonderful. Beautifully, beautifully put, right? So values, simply put, anything that you hold uh, in high esteem yes. that has importance, yes. that is precious to you yes. as a person. Yes. Now, when we speak about values, mm. usually the words belief, you know, and then um, behavior come yes. up, right? Yes. So values, belief, these are my beliefs, these are yeah. my values, yes. we're using them interchangeably. Mm. But there's a distinguishing factor. Yes. Right? Let's talk about that. Right. So, you see, the, the beliefs are the... The, the statuses that you are holding, sometimes you don't actually have evidence. And as you grow, you begin to see whether really this is something you will just accept as true or this is something you want further evidence to. Now, when you believe in something, you begin to behave in a certain way. Let's take family life as an example. You meet people who will not equate anything with family. They hold it so sacred. So that is that person's belief that family first, everything else afterwards. Mm. It will drive the kinds of behaviors this individual will live. Mm. And the person will now begin to hold tenets of the family life as their values. Okay. So those, it's, it's almost like a build-up. You can equate them in some conversations, but it's very good that we understand that it's a derivative process. Okay, yeah. wonderful. So beliefs, I mean, just to go through what we have here, beliefs are your opinions, doctrines or principles that are held as being true by a person. I believe that Santa Claus is real. Yes. I believe that there's a tooth fairy. Yes. I believe that if I stand outside for 10 hours straight, Gary will fall from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. As to whether I have evidence of it or not, no one that's can what tell. I believe. And no one can you know, take that from yeah. me. And then you behave in a way that manifests these beliefs. Okay, so if you believe that Santa Claus is real, then you start you know, making sure that you leave the, the cookies and the, the Milo out for him to come and drink some. And write your wishes. And write your wishes down. <laughs> you know, if you believe that Gary that will fall from the sky after 10 hours, then you, you block out 10 hours every week to go and stand outside so that yeah. manna will fall from the sky, literally. Okay, and then your values, a shorthand method for classifying beliefs and behaviors which an individual considers important. So now they're just these little snippets of the beliefs that now you begin to hold dear and those become your values. Yes. Did I explain it? Am I a good it, student? You are. You Wonderful. are. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes if you're listening to us, if you're watching us. Please do take the notes. Now, Mami, let, let's continue the conversation. Let's now talk about 
um, the objective versus the subjective. Yeah. And this happens a lot. Yes. You're having a conversation with someone, it's, it's turning into a banter, an argument, you know. And, oh, you're not being objective, you know. <laughs> or somebody says something to you and your response is, oh, that's very subjective. Where, where are the facts? Where's the evidence? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that and yeah. how that affects, you know, the things that we've spoken about so far. Yeah. So deriving that from the value system, you would see for an individual or an, or an organization or a team that, you see, when you start the year, I'm sure that by, by, by now people are looking at their 31st <laughs> resolutions like, um, did I really did say, I really all say that? that? You know, so those are objectives. So the things that we can touch, you're looking at them, you want to be able to work a lot more this year. You want to be able to go to school. Um, you want to be able to grow your business by a certain percentage. Those are things that are visible. You can talk about them. You can measure them. But the truth is that your life this year is going to be driven a lot more by things underneath the surface that we don't even oh, talk about. Preach. <laughs> and, and those things are driven by your values. So these are your, your belief system you have held this strong belief that you cannot go beyond this point. And no matter how many goals you set, which is the objective, because you are holding some belief underneath, it's going to make it very difficult yeah. for you. to. So we are hindered or pushed forward by the set of beliefs and behaviors and values that we drive because they are the undercurrents. It's almost like what is actually flying, the wind that is in your sail. Right. You know, either moving the, the ship forward or flying your kite. What you're saying, I think, is something that we all really need to pay attention yeah. to, listeners, viewers. The things you believe can actually hinder your progress. Exactly. And you'll be, you'll be shocked how powerful these things are. I mean, sometimes you talk about this and people are like, yeah, again, metaphysical. No. Mm -hmm. And you, if, if you studied the different kinds of religions, I mean, this is what we do growth on. If I sat with you throughout this year and I gave you the best support through coaching through mentorship and you believe that you cannot go beyond a particular step i can bring on all that i know bring the holy spirit bring whatever <laughs> it is i can call on to every power you aren't going to go beyond that because that's what's driving whatever you're doing so it's they're very powerful so the objectives are the things that we are saying to ourselves. So you're looking for a job, that's an mm. objective. What is driving that mm. search mm. is what is going to make the determination. And, I mean, there's, there's an interesting diagram here yes. that puts objectives yeah. above ground level yes. as the tree. Yes. And then the roots are actually the yeah. subjective. And I think yes. it's such a powerful it image. Is. And for those of us who can see it on yes. TV, I want you to take a look. Yeah. For those of us who are listening... So the tree is above, just like you have the leaves, the trunk above the ground, yep. and then the roots are beneath the ground, and it's put into a diagram. The objectives, which are your goals, yep. your strategy, your results. The results you seek. Just as Mommy said, the things you can't measure, right? Yes. Yes. They are above the ground. Mm -hmm. And then the roots, your values, yes. your beliefs, yes. your emotions, yes. and spirit. And their spirit, yes. So they're the things that, and, and which tree will be able to grow without tapping into the roots for the nutrition that it requires to grow. It will wither. 
right. the leaves and things that we see. So you see people who have the best certificates. They do every course that comes along. But they aren't making much. If mm. you sat with them, you would be shocked what is underneath and what is pushing that. Let's talk a little bit about emotions. <laughs> yes. Because it's within the subjective exactly. basket. Mm -hmm. How do our emotions or how can our emotions yeah. affect us and the progress we like to make as individuals? Good. So sometimes we think of um, these things as, oh, people are talking about a lot of these things from different perspectives and maybe um, this is how I was born. Yes, you may have been born a certain way, but I'm telling you, one of the things that is driving a lot of progress, be it your life in general, your career as a professional, or your business if you are an entrepreneur, is the kind of emotional intelligence you're willing to learn, hmm. adapt, and practice. You see, because I feel like we get into, get into an office space and just sit as an observer it just has to take about five minutes of conversation and you can pretty much, if you're very well tuned in, tell the energy in the room. That's what we call it. Now, if you are understanding that people are dealing with each other from a place of an emotional base, then you are aware that it's not everything that you just up and say exactly. to an individual. It is not every reaction that is allowed at a particular time. You need to understand this so that you are... You are more graceful towards others. You know, people come to work. It's in the past when we used to say that, you know what, before you walk in, leave everything home, home. No, it's not real. No. It was killing people. People were struggling. Now we know that people bring themselves to work. So if you are in a space as a leader or as a colleague or as an individual, how much of yourself you're able to bring to work actually determines how engaged you are. And if you're dealing with your colleague and you are being very, you know, brusque, you, you are harsh in your comments, why are you just like that? Without any um, consideration for the environment, for the people that are there, what you're doing is you're bruising people's egos, you're bruising their emotions without necessarily understanding where they're coming from and where they're headed. So our emotions, and, and these things can drive the way people work. You go to places, people are like, I just want to do the basics hmm. and I'm out of here. Yeah. It is because they are not connected. Just watching the clock. Exactly. I'm timing it. It's a five... 5.45, I'm packed up. 5, I'm at the door. It's not always the case, but a lot of the times it's because people are not connected very well. And it's because somebody, or even they themselves, are not emotionally in tune to be able to deal with the things that come along. Huh. Revelations, <laughs> revelations, revelations. My guest is Mami Gazi. We're talking about you know, emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. Let's go for a break on the Effective Living series. We'll be right back. Whether it's 1924, 2024, or 2124, We've always known that you are driven by your sense of safety and well-being. It is what drives us too to see you through from start to finish, from small to big. And in the last 100 years, as you have evolved, so have we also expanded to serve you in many ways. 
from cradle to grave. With expertise in insurance, life, pensions, properties, health, and for those beautiful, memorable goodbyes. It's 2024, and in all our markets, our pedigree is recognized, our strength respected, our expertise valued, and our solutions sought by all who desire an advantage in life. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100 years legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer. Take charge of your future now. Insurance. Life. Pensions. Property management. Funeral services. Health insurance. Enterprise. Your advantage. Welcome back. It's still the Effective Living Series here on City FM and City TV. My name is Apioko. My guest today is Mami Gezi. She's a managing partner of 565 Limited, and we're discussing emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. Emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. Now, before we went on the break, we spoke a lot about what it means to have values how our beliefs, our behaviors, and our values are interconnected. We spoke about the objective versus the subjective and how the things that are subjective, the things that the latent things, the things underneath our skin, how they affect our ability to achieve our goals and emotions are part of that. Now, let's go into emotional intelligence. Mm. It's a big term. Yes. Big, big term. <laughs> What does it mean? Yeah. So you now walk about going to meetings and people, or even in conversations, people are saying he lacks emotional intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> so short, so it's the EQ. E, yeah. <laughs> EQ. Yeah. And, and, and now, yeah, there's a, there are lots of that we are talking about. But you see, for you to be able to understand this, my first question is, how are you in tune with your own in te- um, emotions? A lot of us are even afraid to embrace our own emotions, name them, and embrace them to talk about how we'll be able to look into the other person and figure out how you can positively engage this person emotionally. So for you to be deemed as emotionally intelligent, you first need to work on you. Hmm. So let's go on that a little <laughs> For example, a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. when they're angry or they're upset about something, they don't want to admit it, right? So they're holding on to that. Um, Some people love someone and they don't want to express it (laughs) because it's almost as if loving someone will make you look weak. Similarly, some people are sad, yes. you know, about situations or they're grieving. They're they're going through a lot of pain and they don't even want to face it, accept it. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? So we are talking about how you as an individual first are aware of your own emotions and how they impact your relationship with others and being able to read, understand, 
and be empathetic towards other mm. people's emotions. That's a magic word, empathetic. Exactly, yeah. So if, if you don't know yourself, you know, a lot of us are going about preaching what we are not practicing. And I read just this week um, a quote that says, um, don't listen to yourself. Don't do what you, you tell yourself. Do what you tell others. Hmm. And for me, it hit home. It was just about practice what you Don't preach. Do what you tell yourself. yourself. Do what you, you tell, tell others. others. You know, because we actually get a lot of the things we tell others very right. Right. I mean, take it from a career perspective, from business perspective, relationships perspective, growing up perspective. We say a lot of the right things to our children. Be courteous. How courteous are you? You know, be graceful. How graceful are you? Because it's just going to take another driver running across you and the swear word is flying out <laughs> of your mouth. And you've forgotten. You just taught the little boy in the car, be courteous when you're dealing with others. So the emotional intelligence under discussion here, and for me, my focus is on making sure that you're holding the space for the next person, mm. be it your colleague, your family member, or your business um, and partner, to be able to let the person also express their values. Because a lot of the times, I, I, I really want this, Apioko, and I want it. So I'm going to cry if I have to. I'll throw tantrums. You know adults throw tantrums. Yes, yes. I'm going to blackmail you with this quietness you spoke about. I'm not talking to you until you make sure that you've given me what I'm looking for without understanding and being, and being aware and empathetic towards the other persons. So you go into some families or some workplaces and your colleague says that I want the room to be chilled mm. and they don't care about the other person. They don't mind that the other person has maybe a chest concern or an ear infection and needs the room to be a little warm just for today. So emotional intelligence, if we delve into it and it's a very broad topic as you may be aware but looking at it in relation to values we are talking about holding the space for the next person being empathetic so that the other person will be able to also express what's important to them whilst you do same so basically putting others first right no so, no no considering others considering as, others as 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 critical and as key as yourself okay yes okay so mm -hmm. Um, basically, do unto others what you'd have others do others unto, do you. unto you. Okay, yes. okay, wonderful. Yes. Now, how do you develop mm. your emotional intelligence? Mm. I started off by saying that you need to know yourself. So self-awareness is a big thing. You know, <laughs> a lot of people would like to say that they are very self-aware. Um, and sometimes by the time you're done having the conversation mm -hmm. with them, it's because they know their mm -hmm. colors, they know what they, <laughs> they like to eat, they know the restaurants they like to visit. That's not self-awareness. Self-awareness is knowing the things that drive you, knowing that as mommy gazy, there are things that I can close my eyes, be in bed, asleep, and I'll do it. That's my superpowers. And there are things that even though I've been trained to do them and I'm good at them and I could get paid by doing them, I really, you know, dig a lot more deeper to be able mm. to bring that up. So that's not necessarily a weakness, but I'd not like to do that. So that self-awareness will be able to help you be very aware of yourself and be able to hold the space for the others. Now then you come to managing yourself. Once you're self-aware, it helps a lot. You know that when you work towards a certain direction, you have been pressured on timelines for back-to-back -back a week. 
it just will take somebody asking for something that you don't think is worth asking mm. for and you're flying off. When you know that, what do you do? I don't know. For some people, they just clone themselves into their closet. Mm. For some people, they just sleep. For some people, they just want to listen to music. You manage yourself so that you're not in a space where you're becoming... Um, I don't know the word to use, but you're becoming a bother mm -hmm. to the people so, in your space. Well, like a little then, monster. Exactly. And They're very cautious and they don't want to say nobody, even the baby cannot cry. You know, once you are self-aware and you're managing yourself, it makes you socially intelligent. So emotional intelligence thrives on social intelligence as well. Okay. You are socially aware. You know that when you are in the space, these are the things that we can do and not do. You don't come in and say that, ask for me, what did the city people say again? No, ask for me, that's what I want to do. And sorry, but everybody else can go to bed. I'm not going to do that. Then you are able to better manage your relationships. So you see, we started off from values, what you're holding important, what others are holding important. We've come through about understanding your own emotions and understanding those of others. Now we are talking about being able to know yourself, being self-aware, managing yourself okay. so that you can manage others in your space and by extension, manage relationships. Because if you are unable to manage relationships, look, I've come across extremely professionally professional people. I'm using the word deliberately. They are great and awesome at their works technically. If you gave them anything in their technical space, you can go to bed. But they cannot have a relationship with the next colleague, be it mm. upwards, laterally, or downwards. And I know a lot of people, you're watching me, you have a colleague, or probably you are the one. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot even, I mean, I had a colleague, a senior colleague, who walk about in the yard, and you needed to watch and read him before you said good morning. Good morning. You know, so you can't manage relationships. That is going to hinder your career progress. Imagine an entrepreneur who cannot manage relationships. Yeah. I don't know how many customers yeah. you are going to be able to <laughs> attract to your business. So that's, that's where we are looking at. Being emotionally intelligent actually helps in driving your career. It helps. And now some job descriptions and job adverts are coming with it clearly, clearly stated, stated that yes. you need to be emotionally Seen intelligent. In the, and it helps because, look up here, we are working in spaces where we have diverse individuals. People are coming from different backgrounds, with different belief systems, with different um, behaviors. We have culturally by, um, um, diverse workforce. We have, I mean, even the most basic men and men women. Men and women. Yeah. <laughs> men and women. You know, so being aware of the way a man would or may react or the way a lady will react to the same thing is actually an intelligence that you need to grow as a professional. And we take them for granted. Very we true. think, right? the next ACCA may be the one that I need to get the next promotion, but maybe not. Maybe what you do need is to be emotionally intelligent so that you can read the room, be able to relate to people properly, and be able to manage yourself so that we can, we can, and when we sit around the talent table and we are talking about people and we're looking at maturity, it's not age. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with your certificates or how old you are or how long you have been in the organization. 
it's some of these things that are now driving decisions to give promotions or exposure opportunities to employees. Are they what we used to call the soft skills? They are as hard mm. as <laughs> can be. They are not soft no. anymore. No, they are not. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. Mommy, you've, you've said so much, and I do hope that those who have been listening to us, watching us, are actually jotting things down. Yeah. If you know that emotional intelligence is something you have not developed over time, yeah. now is the time to take all the tips, everything mommy has said, and put it into practice for 2024. And, I, and it's not just for this year. No. For the rest of your life, you're putting it into practice yeah. in the workplace, at home, in the bigger communities that we find ourselves in. But we need to wrap up the conversation. Uh, so yeah, soon. I, mean, I know, so <laughs> soon. We, we need to do a, you know, a part two of this and because there's so much. Yes, there's so there much is that we haven't even touched on. Yeah. But I think we've, we've hit the crux of the matter. Yes, we have. But do you have any final words yeah. that you want to share with so, us? So um, I, I just want people to looking at this year you may have set your goals you have ambitions which is great and a lot more of the resource persons are going to take us through different aspects of your life what i need us to know is the year goes better if you define your values hmm. let people know you by things that they can almost exchange your name for when people call a pioko when i hear your name I hear poetry. Mm. I, <laughs> you know? I hear literacy. <laughs> you know, so when people know you by the things that you hold dear, it makes it easy for them to deal with you. You're not, mm, I'm not too sure what mommy, yeah. you know. People know when it comes to mommy gazing, these are the things that you, you can be sure of. When you know that, Spend some time. And these things, you know, because they are very difficult, people, all of us don't want to work on them. Spend some time to know yourself. Be self-aware. And learn a bit of social skills and be able to manage yourself and others. Be gracious. Life is getting harder by the day, but I know that when we practice graciousness, we are more empathetic and we listen to the spaces that we are in. We are better able to come off in the year and be able to work towards our objectives which is at the top and we'll be able to have everybody else come along with us and i know i'm very trusting that 2024 <laughs> is gonna be one super so year. am i so am i <laughs> a big amen to that yeah mommy gazy it's always a joy to have you thank you thank you thank, thank you so you. much Thanks. so i have been speaking to mommy gazy and i said earlier that if you hadn't experienced her magic before now you have and i'm sure you've learned a thing or two at least from her today. She's a managing partner of 565 Limited. And we've been speaking about emotional intelligence and building strong personal value systems. This is week one of the Effective Living series where we've been exploring personal development and we're building resilient foundations. How do we do that? That's what we're learning this week. The series is sponsored by Enterprise Life and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company, Ghana Limited. My name is Apioko. Stay tuned for another episode on City FM and City TV. Bye-bye for now. Everywhere that I've been The only thing I see is It's beautiful people Don't you know?
Conversation on emotional intelligence. Very, very wonderful conversation. Wrapping up week one. Personal development, building resilience. Unleash your potential and fortify your inner strength. That's week one of our Effective Living series 2024 on City 97.3 FM and on City TV. Week two will focus on building strong and resilient families, strengthening the bonds that last a lifetime. So it's been a very interesting week. So yesterday we gave away we gave away uh, two books. We had two winners, two winners, and they all got a copy each of our prize. This morning we'll give away one. This morning we'll have one winner. <laughs> So if you've been listening to the conversation, the question for the morning is a very, very simple question. Now, speaker Mami Ekua Gezi, or Mami for Gezi, she said uh, she was speaking about building or developing emotional intelligence. So she spoke about developing emotional intelligence. So from the bottom, she went with managing relationships, then managing oneself. But what was the very first thing she said in terms of developing emotional intelligence? So what is the first step or what was the first step Mami Gezi mentioned in the process of developing emotional intelligence? What is the very first step to take if you want to develop emotional intelligence? <laughs> oh man Alright, the answers are streaming in So today we have one winner One winner We have one winner And that winner's lucky number Ends in 5764 5764 It's an MTN number And your number ends in 5764 Now the production team Or my, my, my producer will get in touch with you and you know you can figure out how to pick up your prize so today we, we had only one winner today we, we are giving away one book and our winner has the last four digits of their mobile number being five seven six four five seven six four <laughs> we are back next week with more please keep listening because every week we'll be giving away our prizes books and all 
It's the Effective Living Series 2024, and it's an empowering journey with the good people of City FM and City TV. Um, week one, personal development, building resilience. Next week, we'll talk about building strong and resilient families. Now, the Effective Living Series is live on the City Breakfast Show on City FM at 9.15, Monday to Thursday, and on Breakfast Daily on City TV at 9.30 a.m., Monday to Thursday as well. Let's build to last through resilient foundations in 2024. You don't have to miss out. Now, the Effective Living Series 2024 is powered by City TV and City 97.3 FM and is proudly sponsored by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Listening to the City Breakfast Show, Lionel Richard with the song Angel. So, a good correction. So, a resource person. So, I kind of mixed the name. So, it's Mami Ikea Gezi. Mami Ikea Gezi. Managing partner of 568. Managing partner of 568 Limited. So 565, 565 Limited. Oh man. 
All right, we're wrapping it up on the City Breakfast Show. Many, many thanks for listening. It's been a very interesting morning talking about Doom. So, I mean, like Bernard said, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on, you know, what the power situation is. Wherever you are, you just keep updating us whenever it is the power seems to be misbehaving. We'll try, no, we'll try. We'll get the duty bearers in to answer questions. Power is important. We all need it to do one thing or the other. So the power has to flow and it has to flow well. And the supply has to be uninterrupted. All right, that's our show for the morning. Many thanks for listening. My name is Nathan Kwao. I um, took the show home. Bernard Avle was your anchor or the main host. Godfrey Dakotobuafo was here. Caleb Kuda was also here. Many thanks for all your messages that came in. We appreciate all of them. We are back tomorrow morning with another exciting episode of the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the news at 10. And then Chantelle Anombase will be here with Brunch in the City.